do it. Welcome to an all new episode of Much to Do About Nothing. I am your host, Jawan. Join with me always is my amazing podcast partner, Joel. What's going on, Joel? What's going on, Jawan? I'm very, I'm actually very happy, Joel. Uh, we are fans of a team in first place in the East and on a three game winning streak. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I am talking about, of course, our New York Knicks. Um, I have to say this, man, and I never thought I would say this this year because I thought the I word would kill us. Um, injuries literally has awakened the what I believe to be, unless obviously, you know, we make a drastic trade for someone else. But what I deem to be the best lineup for the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's legit. Derrick Rose starting mm-hmm. and having the combination of Emmanuel quickly and Frank Nilakina coming off your bench. Um, and the reason why I think that's such an effective lineup is Frank can help Emmanuel quickly the same way I believe. And obviously this is on a way lesser degree and I'm talking defensively only, but Frank will be, for quickly what clay thompson is for curry um quickly just doesn't have to really focus on if he's you know coming off the bench against a really good guard frank is like i got you don't even worry don't even worry about it i got you i got him you know Mm -hmm. you focus on you focus on getting us buckets um and i just love the combination of those two they play so well together and derrick rose is actually thriving as our starter um, so I'm kind of just like, Peyton, do me like the biggest favor and just be like, you know what? I'm sick of Jawan always saying I shouldn't be on this roster. Please trade me, Knicks. Like, you know, like just just do that favor for me, Alfred Peyton. Um, but I want to give a huge shout out, Joel, to our man Nerlens Noel, mm-hmm. um, who is thriving. He said. We lost Mitchell, then we lost Taj. I will play 90 minutes a game. I got you guys. Um, and he has been balling. Um, showcasing that he obviously needs to play more minutes than the minutes he was playing to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just through these injuries, we're getting a lot. Now, I do hope for the day that something happens, not injury-wise, but something happened shakeup wise that we maybe can see uh, Kevin Knox again, <laughs> maybe possibly. Um, Cause I really do think Kevin Knox will kind of, excuse me, reawaken quite like Frank Nilakina has. Um, but Joel, my question to you is um, I believe the, uh, the schedule went Kings um pacers and then now pistons is our three game winning streak but i could have the first game mixed up but your thoughts on our three game winning streak heading into our last two games before all-star break um and then your thoughts on the the lineup like is this your preferred lineup or are you kind of more just whatever tips goes with you're fine all right so considering where we were just a week ago, basically. I mean, we were coming off two losses 
Uh, and, well, actually, it was like a loss, and it was a, a split. A split is what it was, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That didn't feel good because we ended up losing that game to, um, well, who was it? Um, Golden State was it? Yeah, forget. Yeah. It, it was. It was the. It was the. Um, the lady that had it out for the Knicks that literally called no <laughs> fouls. Yeah. Well, that's, we, we were coming. It was just tough. We were coming off a tough three games anyway because we lost Orlando. We beat Minnesota, but like barely. <laughs> and and we came up uh, close against Golden State. You know, couldn't couldn't pull it out at the end. Right. So it was like fuck. You know, we needed that Sacramento win. I remember when we when we won it. We like we needed that win. I texted you actually. <laughs> like we needed that. It was a feel good win because it wasn't just a win. It was a convincing win. Uh, it was like a blowout. We beat them like one forty to one twenty one shit. So that was a nice win. That was the beginning of it. And then we go, we go over to Indiana and battled the motherfuckers to the very end and pull out a win in Indiana. Well, against Indiana. And we went to Detroit and blew out Detroit. So, like, the fact that we have in those three games two blowouts against bad teams. But, come on, we're supposed to do that against bad teams. Um, it, it feels good. It feels real good. Now, this week, you know, we got to go in, we got to go to San Antonio, <laughs> take on Spurs, um, who don't have a Marcus right now. I think he's injured. So and we, we should be able to take on San Antonio. Like, we usually play San Antonio pretty well. So I'm not really super worried. But with knowing what the Knicks, you have to be careful. So we do have Detroit again to end it before All-Star break, I believe, right? Yep. Uh, or in this All-Star game, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, All-Star game. Oh, the specific uh, uh, Sunday. Okay, so it's not this. Wait, I'm confused. Uh, it's it, it's this Sunday. It is this Sunday. Okay, yeah, so we have we have off most of next week. I think we come back like Thursday or Friday of next week. No, you're right. It's Thursday. Thursday at eight against Milwaukee. Woo! Yeah, we have a huge stretch of games uh, coming on this back end, uh, heading into the P word. So yeah, it's um, a tough tough stretch. Yeah. Uh, the, this is, this is going to be a tough month. Fuck. Uh, really quickly, Joel, be- before you go any further, the reason why it's such a tough stretch, because, you know, you know, everyone's going to, you know, everyone listening is probably like, why is it like such a tough stretch um, compared to how you guys started the season? The reason why we say it's such a tough stretch is literally from the fourth seed, I'd even say from the, the first seed, because the Sixers in uh, the New Jersey Nets, aren't that far record-wise uh, than where we are. So from one to about 13 or 14 um, is a, you know, difference between three or four losses that teams can swing a pendulum from being way out of it to a fourth seat. You know what I'm saying? So these games are going to be important because we can't just look at it like, all right, you play um, – you know, whatever the uh, uh, the Pistons, you know, that that's an easy game. No, we can't – that can't ever be our mindset anymore. Every game we're supposed to win has to be a gimme, and then the games that we're not supposed to win, those have to be the ones we win now also. Like, no more, all right, you know, we played Golden State close, but we lost. Like, no, we need those games going down this stretch. Yeah, we're, it looks like we're five games back from first. Right. Uh, and everyone behind is like five and a half, like Miami, Boston, Toronto, uh, and Charlotte's like six. So 
Yeah, we're only it's not it's not a big margin, you know, we're behind you know to get to first place. We're Philadelphia that right now. Uh, we got Milwaukee, Brooklyn, and Philly right in front of us. Um, so yeah, it's 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 just, it's a tough, it's gonna be a tough stretch because like not that we didn't already have a tough schedule, but like we have to kind of maintain it again. It's, it's not like we're going up against losing teams. Um, so well, that's why this week is important. So if we can sweep this week going into All Star break. That gives us some type of cushion, you know, coming right into Milwaukee, OKC, Brooklyn, Philadelphia, uh, and Orlando. You know, we did lose to fucking OKC, I believe, right? So yeah. <laughs> that's a revenge game for us. Um, so you can't. It's not like you should be sleeping in Oklahoma City, um, even if they're not the best team right now. Um, we we shouldn't be sleeping on anybody. That's why like he plays the starters as long as he has because he's like that Minnesota game got got almost got away from us because of that shit. So. Step on their throat. Got to got to finish games. Um, <clears throat> but we have an all star two cheer for this all star break and and a dunk contest uh, contest competitor in uh, Obi Toppin. So we have some guys in the uh, all star all star game and the uh, skills not skills and the dunk contest. So that's that's we have something to look forward to during this weekend. That's cool. Yeah, I I don't like what they're doing. Um, putting everything in one night. Um, mainly because it's like, all right, let's say like you have a three-point contest, right? If mm-hmm. I'm Steph Curry and I do the three-point contest, you're telling me I have to play in the all-star game. I don't even get a break because now your halftime show isn't a halftime show. It's the festivities. Got to play that again. Then come back, finish the game. You know, albeit it's not like a serious game. So it's not like, you know, I got to put my blood, sweat, and tears into it. But it's just like, it's supposed to be fun and it's kind of like you showing up to, to work and your boss kind of making you do things. That's like, all right, this oh, is for one chip. making him like, if he wants to do a three point contest. Right. I don't yeah. mean making, I'm just saying, of course, no one really wants to turn that down. Um, but it's like the idea of putting it all in one night. It's just, it's to me, it's just like, there's just, there has to be a better way to do that. <laughs> there just has to be in my mind. I mean, it's, I don't care. I just I'm happy we're getting an All Star game. I'm just upset that they're actually doing the captains again. I fucking hate that. Uh, I don't like cheering yeah. for a cheer for my region. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, I think the main reason I hate the captains is they always pick captains that I don't want to root for. So well, it's not fan. Like, the popular vote of the captains. Right, and it's like, I don't want to root for Durant or LeBron, I mean, if I'm being completely honest. Um, and it's like the idea that Julius Randle's going to be on either. If Julius Randle's on, on the Durant team, let me knock on some wood here. Right. It might be the sickest I'll ever be. Like, that might be, like, I'll, I'll watch in protest. Um, yeah. Not playing, though, so. Say it again? If the Durant's not going to play. Right, I just mean, I don't like the, the I don't. I don't don't even want to say that like like, I want those words to come off of my lips um I I will I do want to ask you this Joel and I think it's a very fair question to ask with us knowing that this stretch is going to be a tough stretch and how close the Eastern Conference is this year Mm -hmm. um if you're the Knicks do you feel the pressure to make a trade to get somebody or do you kind of feel as though we got here we can finish I don't feel the pressure to do that now. I mean, if you want to look for a piece to help, you know, 
during down the stretch, sure, like a smaller piece, but not 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 a big one, you know. I don't know if we're in that kind of position yet. <laughs> yeah, I I it's weird because like I, I'll say this, and you've said this since the season started when you know we heard about all those um possible trade scenarios for the Knicks uh of people that they could go for. To me, mm-hmm. it all it all depends. Like if to me, I've always been of the mindset, um, I don't want to be gutted. I don't want to be gutted. Yeah, I don't so want to get gutted. <laughs> if you're telling me you can add a and I'm just using an example, I'm not saying specifically, if you're telling me you can add a Zach Levine and I'm giving up Nilakina, Kevin Knox, and maybe one of my draft picks. Um, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm not gutting my entire team. Um, but if you're telling me I'm pulling a mellow and I have to lose everyone to gain one guy, I it just it no, the Eastern Conference is just too tight for me to depend on that. Um, I mean, remember how much of a struggle that was for Mello and Amari to get us into that eighth seed. Um so it was, it's just the idea of like, no, I don't want to make this trade. And then we're fighting to barely make the playoffs. Like, no, I, I would need it to be something that helps keep us on the trajectory going up, you know? Mm-hmm. So we're at the worst. We end the season in fourth, you know, in the fourth seed, no lower than that. Right. You want to stay there. Fourth. Exactly. So the trade has to be for someone of of the caliber that can only elevate us, not somebody that comes there and it's growing pains and they gotta work at it. Like to me, that's just my mindset. So I, I personally would prefer someone that Tibbs does have um somewhat of a relationship with. And there are a few names out there that I believe Tibbs either has, you know, come across before or has had. Um but you know, I, I wouldn't be against going out and go going out and getting a Terry Rozier. I don't believe he would cost um, anywhere near the Zach Levines or the Victor Oladipos or um, Bradley Beal, um, and he would definitely help a, a, a scoring point guard. Yes, that would help for sure, mm-hmm. um, especially in a starting lineup or coming mm-hmm. off the bench. Whatever you want to put. T- no, I wouldn't want Terry to come off the bench with them um, quickly. Um, but yeah, so that's my mindset. Is it like we're desperate for it? No. no. Do I believe that it's something I feel as though we do need to do because we're so young? Um, yes. Like, you know, I, I do believe Randall and RJ can keep this up. Quickly is shown because he's so young, you know, he, there's some growing pains. You got you, you to gotta accept it. You know, he's, he's going to struggle. Um, and then, you know, it's the idea of not even knowing what Mitch is going to be like when he gets back, let alone, um, specifically how quickly they'll try to throw him back in. Um, obviously we need some big man help with, with Taj going down and and Nerland's having to play so much. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, there's some trades that, yes, I do believe, uh, we should make. Um, but to me, it's, it's my mindset is this, Joel, we started this year before a game was played and said, we just want competitive, right? They've, right. they've superseded that. So we now have to be of the mindset of we're prepared to ride it out, even if it results in us not making the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And I think if you're accepting of that, then it's like a trade's not, you know, it's not make or break. We just kind of go into the offseason. <laughs> 
reevaluate then. Um, but you are going to have Nick fans that are now spoiled with how uh, well they've played this year that will want them to do something to continue it. Um, because I'm going to tell you right now, the Knicks start to – the Knicks go on a two- or three-game losing streak coming out of this All-Star game. Um, you're going to have people panic, you know? Um, so, I mean, like I said, I'm just of the mindset of could they use reinforcements? A thousand percent. A thousand percent. But am I desperate for it? Nah, man, I, I'm willing to go down with the ship if, if, if it heads that way. Um, Cause like I said, looks like Dallas is going to suck balls. Hopefully Chris stops gets out of there so they can get a little worse. Um, and we can get that draft pick, you know, that high draft pick. So to me, it's really a win-win. Um, you know, we don't do that well. We possibly try to land ourselves in a, um, a higher pick for ourselves and then getting Dallas's higher pick. What a way, <laughs> what a way to rebound from 2020 than to have 2021 and with us having two top 10 picks. That'd be um, nice. Right. It'd be beautiful. Right. Um, so that's where I'm at, but I, I won't lie to you. If, if uh, Ian Begley comes out tomorrow and is like the Knicks are, you know, looking at making a big splash before the trade deadline, I wouldn't be like, nah, stay put. I'd be like, yes. Uh-huh. Who are you guys looking at? <laughs> like, I wouldn't be upset whatsoever. It just don't gut me. That That's all I ask. Yeah, it really depends. It all comes down to, like, who and what and stuff like that, you know. I'll be very I'm, I'm already I'm already excited for like trade deadline and see what might happen. But I, I wouldn't be upset though if we, we ended up standing pat because even with the injuries, it just feels there's new players getting new minutes, so it kind of feels like we made moves <laughs> without making moves. Right. Cause I'm like, there's no way Nick fans can look at Frank Nilakina now and go, Oh, I get why Tibbs had him out the rotation. Like, no, Nick fans are looking at Frank like God damn, Frank could have maybe gotten us a few games where, like, yeah. the other team had a score that just, you know, we didn't have anyone to stop them. And Word. I'm not saying Frank is, you know, uh, Kawhi or Clay Thompson, but he can make it. He can make it a long night for somebody, a very long night, um, mm-hmm. just off length. So I'm like, damn, that would have that would have helped at least. Like, Frank Nilakina would have been perfect for that Orlando game. I mean, perfect to throw on Terrence Ross. He would have been perfect. Um, whether or not that had a difference, who knows? But would it have helped? For sure. Because it seemed I, like the Knicks were not playing uh, playing up on Terrence Ross at all uh, late in the stretch of that game. I agree. So, um, but, you know, I, I, okay. So let me, throw, let me throw this to you before we move, uh, move out of basketball. Would you like to know what trade I heard the Knicks are looking into that would legit be the one thing to make me stop watching the Knicks? What's that? Apparently, Toronto has shown some interest in Frank Nilakina if he were to be available. And apparently, the Knicks' response to that was, I would like Kyle Lowry. I would love Kyle Lowry. I'm sure you would. (laughs) I am sure you would. Um, it would be one of the darkest days for me, for sure. Uh, if there is someone that is my arch nemesis without even knowing, it would 100% be Kyle Lowry. Um, but no reason either. 
Well, no, I told you my reason, and I feel as though it's it's validated. I I I don't understand it. I don't. It won a championship. I I won a championship, but yes, yes, he 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 was a crucial part of that championship win. But that definitely was Kawhi. But anyway, um, so apparently that's that's something that was was uh floating out there that um Toronto is very interested in Frank Nilakina, whether it be to trade or if Knicks end up, you know, not wanting to keep them, uh, whatever the case may be. So just something to keep an eye on, I guess. Um, I'm really, I really would like to flirt with the idea of the Knicks doing like a three team trade, three or four team trade. Um, just assuring that, you know, we can get a few skilled positions, you know, a few upgrades in some skill positions um, I still would love us to get JJ Reddick over him going to New Jersey. Brooklyn, saying um, that. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I've come to the uh, understanding. I will not call them that anymore. Uh, <laughs> they don't deserve that. It makes sense <laughs> to say that. There's only one team in New York. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to throw that your way and see, because um, uh, I, I knew you would like that if, if that were to happen. Uh, you wouldn't feel as though that's a, a downgrade as far as um, losing someone like Frank. No, I mean, you're getting, you know, borderline all-star point guard with, with Hal Lauer, even now still. So, I mean, he, why, he got like a year left, so I doubt they'd want too much. And he's getting older. So, you like, take advantage and let him, like, basically do what we're doing with Derrick Rose, except Kyle Lowry still has more, you know, mileage, you know? Right. And that's why I said uh, a three-team to four-team trade would be perfect, a way to ship Alfred Payton out, um, and a way to trade Frank out, bring bring um, Kyle Lowry in. Uh, I just like the idea of, you know, to me, I just – the biggest reason why it would break my heart a little bit is I still believe Frank can play numerous positions, and he's yet to do so. Um, and I think he could thrive if the Knicks would really just say, you know what, you can be our three coming off the bench, you know, um, and we want you to guard more threes. I think Frank would definitely thrive in that, um, especially coming off the bench. And then maybe some late game situations, depending on who their opposing score is, um, that's really hot that night. So to me, I still think we've yet to unlock Frank, but you know, like, like you just said, you know, getting someone like Kyle Lowry is nothing to sneeze at. So, um, well, I love Frank, so it's not like I don't want to, I don't want to lose him. Right. Uh, well, I've, been, I've been pining for him to get minutes this whole year, so I'm glad that they're finally doing it. And so I'm not in a rush to, you know, move towards another, to make another move because I just want to see Frank do his thing. And like, I think he could be that lockdown guy that you just say. Hey, here, Frank, sick him. That's all you got to do. Sick him. <laughs> That's it. And I think that might work in, in our behalf the rest of the way going forward. But that really depends on what happens with Alfred Payton. Does he get back into the rotation when he gets healthy? I don't know. Uh, I guess we'll have to see. Um, but as of right now, I, I don't feel like we need Alfred in the rotation. I'd rather have Frank in the rotation. I agree. I agree. Um, and mainly because Frank is also in these last few games shown his aggressiveness offensively, yeah. um, which is something we thought, you know, he just was not capable of doing. So um, he's really showing why he deserves to be more so in this, this rotation, um, which is another reason why I'm like, 
give Knox a chance to show that he could be in this rotation too. I um I have DirecTV, so I can like record um these games, and I I only have the Knicks wins recorded, right? So I went through and I was watching their earlier games, and I'm like, Knox was Knox was making some clutch threes in some of those early games. Uh, mm-hmm. That Bucks game, that corner three right before the end of the third quarter, um, to to kind of put us back into that, to kind of you know edging into that blowing them out. Mm-hmm. I, Knox was making a lot of those, you know. It just he kind of went cold, and then Tibbs just never went back to him. But I'm like, he was making some really big shots for us, um, and I'm like, he could do that again. Um, but yeah, so that that's my thoughts. But um. So, so you, you would be in favor of, of, of that trade for sure. Uh, which one? The the Kyle Lowry for Frank. Kyle Lowry for Frank. Yeah, yeah. That's upgrade. Like you want, like you if you feel like that's an upgrade at point guard. Like we already we have a good point guard, but Kyle, I mean, Kyle Lowry does everything. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, and the the one thing that I've always respected him for, if anything, was um how irritable he could be in, in the, the passing lanes. Um, yeah. You know, kind of what, yeah. right. Kind of what Rose has been for us as, as a starter so far um, to where he's just an irritant. He's an irritant that can get guys involved, can score the ball when necessary, but you know, Derek Rose, kudos to him. He's been playing some really good defense. Um, so, you know, that Indiana game got shaky a lot where I was just like, all right, Rose, you know, the other team is not supposed to get the ball, right? Like, we would mm-hmm. love the ball still. Uh, but he has improved on his defense, I'd say more so than other years where it was just like, ah, he's just here to score. So uh, huge hats out uh, for Tibbs instilling that New York defense in Derrick Rose, uh, especially in his term as a starter. So. 100%. Um, but all right, we can move on from the uh, from basketball. Is there anything else basketball you wanted to talk? Anybody else that maybe caught your eye you wanted to, to highlight or anything? Not really. Uh, no, no. Just you know, I, the All Star Game was there. We already discussed that. Oh, um, Julius is an All Star. Finally, happening for him, and Obi's going to be in the dunk contest. So we'll be rooting for him, and uh, we probably won't. They won't be playing, but. Um, I know the rookie sophomores will be getting, I think, uh, honorary teams. Right. So they'll, they'll they'll still make the teams. They just won't be playing a game like they usually do. So the world, USA versus World. So I would expect um, quickly and uh, um, RJ to get nominated. Well, <laughs> for the unless unless the NBA wants to see these hands trying to <laughs> off again, yeah, he damn sure better be on. I mean, he was on the world team last year. He was, and and he played actually really well. Yeah, he was almost the MVP. Yeah, if, world, if the world won, they, he probably would have got MVP. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting here and I'm like, he played, he played so well, only for them to go as far as rookies. Nah, he wasn't that good. And it's like, wait, what? Disrespect. <laughs> like, yeah, what yeah it's, oh, all right, makes me sick. Anyway, all right, let's move on. Uh, going into football, Arizona Cardinals, two-year deal. J.J. Watt did not see it coming. Um, but as someone who drafted uh, – well, not me personally, but my favorite team drafted Chandler Jones. I know Chandler uh, – not Chandler Jones. Uh, yeah, Chandler Jones. I know Chandler Jones healthy on one side, 
and J.J. Watt healthy on the other, it's going to be a problem for all teams out there. And if you're J.J. Watt, the reason why going to the Cardinals sweeten the pot is they play the Texans mm-hmm. next So that is not something that was lost on him. Uh, your thoughts, Joel, on J.J. Watt going to the um, the Cardinals? Surprising. I didn't expect it, but good for him, I guess. Good for Arizona, <laughs> you know. Sure. Um. <laughs> I, was just, I don't. I don't know if it's good. Uh, <laughs> if it's good for him yet, you know, based off of how successful Arizona is, but it's a damn sure upgrade for Arizona. That's for sure. Yeah, for damn sure. So good. Good luck to them. I mean, they've they've benefited from a lot of these. Uh, uh, especially Houston. <laughs> it's like they're giving them gifts. <laughs> like here, here. Yeah. He's a- <laughs> yeah, I, um, at this point it has to be like should we investigate <laughs> yeah, what's going on here yeah what's, what's going on between those two over there like everything okay you, you giving them I, I, at this point Houston should definitely trade Watson and try to get the best package they can get because they've just completely just they look terrible right now uh, especially the, uh, the last two years so if they can at least get away with getting a good package for Deshaun Watson, then I say do it because he doesn't want to be there anyway. So unlike I always say, I don't, I don't want nobody here. They don't want to be here. Yeah. And, you know, to me, to me, I always agree with you when you say that because usually a player is just kind of being like an a-hole. But in yeah. this, Houston, <laughs> Houston is the, uh, the NFL's um, Phoenix Suns. It's just a poor – well, not now. Phoenix is, is trending upward. Um, but it's just a poorly run organization. You know, they wasted a lot of Nash's years. Um, you know, uh, they were wasting Devin Booker's years. And it's just like at some point, and, and that's why I told you it was such a struggle to me. And I get the point that, that you made to me. Um, but it, it's such a fr- uh, frustrating thought for me that these great players have to come out of college and go to bad teams. They're just badly run. And now that kid's there for forever. And then you're telling him, hey, we're giving you a lot of money on this re-up deal. And it's like, they're not going to, they're not going to turn that down. So it's like, now he's just essentially stuck here for almost 10 years with a poorly run organization. And to me, it's just like, I hate that so much, so much. Um, So you look at Deshaun Watson and you're like, this kid has had an amazing attitude towards this franchise where he should have been pooping on them maybe season three of his term as a Texan, because it's just, you weren't doing enough for him. You know what I'm saying? You just weren't, you know, it reminds me of how frustrated I was that the Colts uh, got Peyton Manning and then lucked up to Andrew Luck. And I'm just like, how do you reward them for this? Like how, you know, and then you see how they wasted Andrew Luck so much. He was just like, you know what, this football thing, I don't even want to do it no more. Like y'all didn't suck the fun out of playing football. I, I'm gonna go disappear. I'm gonna just go disappear in the, in the mountains somewhere. Um, so to me, that's why I just look at this a little differently. Like Chris stops not wanting to be in New York was more so him being a little little biatch. So that I get of like, all right, you don't want to be here, go. But to me, I feel as though Deshaun Watson has earned the not wanting to be there. Um and apparently he met with the new head coach and the head coach was just like, Hey, look, I know you've hated it here before. 
Oh. I'm going to do, do some new stuff. And Deshaun was just like, no. <laughs> like, I, I, I feel you. That sounds great. But no, I want to go. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry you signed here thinking I would stay for you. But mm-hmm. no. <laughs> I'm out. <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, I mean, to me, if I'm the Texans, what I'm looking at now is a team that already has a quarterback or a team that already uh, – or a team that can uh, re-sign their quarterback and just do a sign-and-trade, um, I would definitely say keep an eye out for Dallas maybe trying to re-sign Dak and then shipping him to Houston or shipping him to Seattle for Russell Wilson. Um, I know, Joel, that's the last thing you want to hear is Cowboys lucking up into Watson or Russell Wilson – yeah, no, um, I don't believe either of those things happen. Right. I, I don't want any of them to happen either. I would actually prefer for my team to get one of those two quarterbacks. But well, need that um, either. <laughs> well, look, you can't have everything, Joel. I um, could the other team over those two. That's a good that's a good average. <laughs> um, but I would say those are probably the the most um interesting destinations for those franchises because it just it solves your biggest issue which is a quarterback, you know? Um, and if you're Dallas, you're in a win-now mode, so you're not thinking about the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're thinking about now. Um, if you're Houston, you're not going to get any better than Dak Prescott. I mean, you could try your hat at, at, at the draft, but NFL quarterbacks, to me, in, uh, in just history, are so so uh, hit or miss, you know? So, so, so hit or miss. So it's like, if you got mm-hmm. a chance to get Dak Prescott, even off that injury, go get him. I mean, I don't really know what your options are. Um, and then if you're, excuse me, if you're, um, who am I forgetting here? Oh, if you're Seattle, uh, if you're Seattle, I would take that straight up. I would say maybe even throw in a draft pick just to make it a little sexier, but Russell Wilson for Dak Prescott. Yes. <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. Cause like if, if you're Seattle, if you can get a quarterback, you already have one of your biggest issues solved, which is a go-to receiver, D- DK Metcalf. So you already have someone you can pair your uh, your star quarterback with. Uh, and, and if you're Dallas, Russell Wilson would have a plethora of offensive weapons in, in Dallas to play with. It's just you got to work on a defense and securing up that, that offensive line. So to Very me, there's a billion places you can go. Quite like how you don't want – uh Russell to go to Dallas I don't want him to go to the Jets so you know some way for them to figure out a way to navigate that he does not end up on either would be it's like one of those things with the Jets it's like even if he ends up on the Jets I'm not fucking worried about it <laughs> you say that but you don't have to face Josh Allen and Russell Wilson twice a year so <laughs> I'd prefer not to, you know, like you don't even you you're in a division where it's very possible <laughs> Dallas doesn't have Dak Prescott or anybody. They'd have to go out there and find a quarterback. Washington doesn't have a quarterback, um, you know, and, and the Eagles are dealing with with it with it. Uh, Eagles don't have a quarterback. <laughs> right. So, you know, you're in a spot where you're just like, man, this is this is really nice. out here. A lot has changed in a, a year. Yeah. <laughs> I would be in a division where it's just like, man, Tua looks good. Man, Russell Wilson, he's good. Josh Allen, he's good. And I don't have a quarterback. So, for me, that is my worst nightmare, Joel. So, I think Sam Donald's good. Uh, it's like 
I don't know. They gotta they gotta figure something out with the Jets. I think they're gonna. He might. You know what? Trade Sam Donald so he can go play somewhere else because they're wasting that man's talents. I would agree. I, I don't think he's bad, but I think if you're the Jets, you don't you don't pass up a chance to get Russell Wilson. Um, mm-hmm. hell, if Houston's interested, you don't pass up a chance to get Deshaun Watson. Um, I know Miami. Oh, I know Miami's in the bidding for for Deshaun Watson, and I'm just like, if I'm two, I'm just like, all right. So we just gotta ignore anything good I did last year, huh? So I'm going to Houston, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, all right. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that would be my worst nightmare: Deshaun in Miami, Russell in New York, and I gotta see those guys twice a year. Plus Josh Allen. I, I like watch football. I'd be a very upset seeing him in the Jets jersey. That's true. Or a Dallas jersey. I don't like either. Yeah, I, I I don't like any of that. I don't like any of that. And I know you wouldn't like the idea of sharing the New York spotlight in both basketball and football. No, no, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel your support in avoiding him going to Dallas and New York. Yeah, um, I don't need it. So fingers crossed on on we avoid all that. But um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, March is going to kick up with more um, free agency for the NFL in trade and along with the trade deadline for the NBA. So sports for us, for those two um, respective sports, are going to get really interesting. Uh, baseball starting um, – actually, spring training is tomorrow or this week specifically. It already started, yeah. Okay, I was going to say because I know for the Mets, they play tomorrow against the Marlins. I the Yankees already, already played two games. Who's already – oh, the Yankees have already played? Mm-hmm. How they looking? They won one, lost one so far. How they looking? You? They looking pretty good. I haven't seen. Oh, uh, okay. That's the thing. I don't even have a yes anymore, so it's gonna be tough. <laughs> um, actually, after this, text me about that because my brother was looking to get um, couldn't get yes, and finally got it. And I'll walk you through how he got it, so you can get it, so you can watch your uh, your Yankees. Yeah, okay. Um, but um, yeah, that's all I got for for sports. We kind of covered everything for sports. Let's get into why we're here, Joel. Let's get into Wandavision, man. I, I know it had something that you weren't expecting that you very much enjoyed. Uh, so walk me through your thoughts on episode eight of Wandavision. Yeah, all right. Here, oh, before we get into that, I want to say congratulations to Bobby Lashley, who has won the WWE Championship. Yes. From uh, the Miz, fuck the Miz. <laughs> I'm done with that motherfucker. I I love me some Miz. I will never say that. One of the best guys on the mic. Um, one of the best company guys. Um, everyone was just like, "Why would you give the Miz the title?" I'm like, "You guys do understand he won it once, like back in like 2010, right? Like the Miz does. He's not always. He's not like Seth Rollins, where he's like always a champion." Um, so I'm like, it's a guy that, you know, has been biding his time, has been intercontinental champion for a while, U.S. champion. He's been biding his time. You know, even if it was short, I wanted him to have that title on his shoulder again. Um, I very much didn't think Lashley would win. I thought, like, uh, Drew McIntyre would come out um, or uh, Braun Strowman would, would interfere. Because now mm-hmm. like, I, don't, I don't know who is going to face Lashley for the, for the title. At WrestleMania. Uh, and that's where the drama starts. So exactly. But to me, I didn't think they would start like even if the Miz retained it, it was just it was unclear who was gonna be in that title picture for Raw. To well, me, I, my my only prayer is don't do what Bobby Lashley's been asking about, which is give us Lashley versus Lesnar. I don't need it. 
I don't need it. I don't want it. I, I yeah, I'm over Lesnar. <laughs> like I know, but I, I I could definitely see it happening, but for sure, yeah, I've been asking uh, uh for it mainly since you know, <laughs> Lashley went uh MMA around the time Lesnar was doing um UFC, so that was like the dream matchup of seeing those two fight each other. Yeah, um, and he's been lobbying for it for years, and I was just like before. I wouldn't have minded, but now, now that we got him out and he's out, let's keep him out. Let's keep him out, Goldberg out. Let's keep all those old guys out. Yeah, I'm about to text my boy. Like he, he's not, he doesn't like Bobby Lashley for some reason. So I'm just gonna bother him real quick. Oh, that's <laughs> interesting because I, I love Bobby Lashley in the, in the ECW days. Um, I was really a huge fan of Bobby Lashley when he came back. It was kind of like. I never thought they'd put him in this position, so I didn't really give him much thought. Um, but now that the the moment is here, it's just like, I like it. I really like it. I really do. I did say last week to my dad, I was kind of like, um, Vince owes it to us for Black History Month. <laughs> Bobby Ashley, <laughs> this title. Um, we're a day off, but, you know, I'll count it. I'll count it. I'll still count it. I'll take um, it. I'll take it. I, I really will. Um, so I like it. You know who I do want to see Bobby Lashley take on uh face for the title? Probably not for WrestleMania, but down the line, because I want to mm-hmm. see him lose the title to this guy. Um okay. it's the guy that because of you that I've grown a huge interest in, and it's um Damian Priest. Yes, I'd love that eventually. Uh I think he just got there, so I don't know if I'll be getting anything right away, but yeah, I love Damian Priest. <laughs> I hope he gets a major push. And I want more for Ricochet. I mean, he's on there. I hope they give yeah. him a bigger push. Um, and I don't know who else is on there that I really like. But, yeah, I just kind of watch Raw enough anymore. But, you know, maybe I'll check it out next week now that Bobby's champ. Well, to me, I, the only reason why I'm like it's possible Damian Priest gets somewhat of a bigger push, Finn Balor got a universal title opportunity, like, right off the bat. Albeit his popularity was through the roof coming yeah. off of NXT. Um, but to me, it's just like the way they're using Damian Priest now is just like, why did you take him from NXT? Like, why? Why did you take him just to be a, a running mate with Bad Bunny every week? Like, I don't know what that was about. Uh, I know there's a bunch of new new recruits coming into NXT too, uh, soon. So maybe that's why they just needed room. I guess, but I'd, I'd really hate that. I'd truly hate that. But, yes, I'm glad you did because I was watching it, actually. So, um, But I didn't know how interested you were. So I was like, I, I, you know, no need to bring it. I wasn't until he won. <laughs> he won. I was, I was like, oh, shit, they, they gave it to him. <laughs> nice. Well, then, as you said, huge shouts out to Bobby Lashley. Uh, Well-deserved. He has not had a WWE championship in his tenure in the WWE. This is his first, so. Yes. Congrats to him. And the Hurt Business is starting to look more and more like Evolution. Um, yeah, like Evolution, right? <laughs> yeah, if MVP, you know, gets healthy again and takes the title from Matt Riddle, I'll really be more, more interested in Raw. I really will. Um, <laughs> the idea of uh, of the Hurt, what is it? What do they call themselves? The Hurt Hurt Business? Yeah. Yeah, Hurt, Hurt business. business being the new Evo- – uh, being Black Evolution – Mm-hmm. Um, I would love that. So I'm gonna keep my eye on that for sure. Um, but yeah, like you said, congrats to Bobby Lashley. But to bring us full circle, Joel, uh, back to Wandavision. Um, pretty, uh, pretty interesting episode eight. 
Um, I know it didn't bring me any closer to what I wanted. Uh, <laughs> so I'm still a little bit reluctant to get excited. Um, but it, like I said, you know me. You give me head nods, and that is enough for me. So the two big head nods that we got, uh, I really love. But your thoughts on episode eight? I loved it. I I I know so I know there's some people that differ, but I think it's been my it was my favorite episode of the series thus far. And I know you you've lost some hope, but I I still think there's a chance we may get the you know the puppeteer of this whole thing being the devil himself at some point. I I, I still still holding out hope. <laughs> Haven't lost it just yet. I think there's still enough evidence that points in that direction, but we'll see next week hopefully. Oh well, I'm sorry, this Friday. <laughs> um. <clears throat> So, yeah, I mean, the way it starts um, with basically, we basically got the commercials reimagined, right? Kind of, yeah. sort of, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Because <clears throat> it obviously starts with the way Agatha and her being tried by the witches and then and, and that thing where her mother, who actually has a weird crown. So what is her, what is, did they ever explain what her mother was? Like she, yes, she, okay. So let me break this down to you. Break this down. So her mother is because the way this show is going is not drastically, but very different from the comics. So apparently, witches, there's levels, right? And the all time level is Scarlet Witch. And her mother was a form of that. So when you see her mother getting ready to try to kill Agatha and she grows the crown. Uh, if you watch closely, right after Agatha kills her mother, she's kind of reaching for it because I feel like she thought she was supposed to kind of obtain that after killing her. So here's my theory, and then I'm going to kick it right back to you, Joel. I, I wrote this down because I was like, Joel would like this because it's something that's not stupid or, or out of the you know uh, realm of, of possibility. Right. So. What I believe is, remember how they were saying that she was digging into uh, dark arts, you know, that, that she had no business kind of uh, being in? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I believe it was clearly the dark hold, but the reason I believe was because I think Agatha had fallen for someone named mm -hmm. Mephisto. And I believe Mephisto was telling her the only way he can manifest for them to be together is for her to obtain becoming scarlet witch so she could siphon up enough power to um to bring him into the physical world so i wrote it here uh i believe agatha's husband is mephisto maybe senior scratchy is a nod to old scratch which is a nickname for the devil mm -hmm. uh, i believe agatha has been trying to learn a higher form of magic she couldn't get to before so when she learns of the Scarlet Witch, a.k.a. Wanda, she tries to manipulate her power so she can use it to bring back her true love. I believe Mephisto used his soul to help Agatha overpower her coven, only to find out she doesn't possess the power he needs to come back. <clears throat> Agatha wants the Nexus power she couldn't get from her mom. So, and then what I used to back that up was the scene where Vision's telling Wanda about grief and love. Mm -hmm. is behind Wanda and she she starts crying she wipes a tear mm -hmm. uh, I don't believe that was fake I believe it reminded her of how she lost Mephisto um and the idea that you know 
she wants to be with him the same way Wanda wants to be with Vision. So I do believe that um, Mephisto is using Agatha, and we might see that play out in the in this last episode. But I believe he's using her to manifest himself. Um, and when they found out that there was a Nexus being that was the Scarlet Witch, it was their joint plan to manipulate Wanda to get the uh, to get enough chaos magic for him to you know manifest. So that's mm-hmm. why the kids were kidnapped. And, you know, I don't think, I don't think they're done with the kids. Um, but that's, that's mm-hmm. my, that's my mental to how it would make sense for it to be Mephisto. That's behind everything. Interesting. Um, I don't disagree with any of that. Uh, I, I do believe, like I said, I do believe that he's involved in some capacity. Uh, I do believe it looks like she found out that she was a Scarlet Witch at the end of the episode. Um, because literally the whole time, the whole series, she's been trying to figure out what the fuck she was, how she's been able to do right. what she's been able to do. And and I, so, really quickly, now that we've seen this episode, now that I gave you that theory of mine, doesn't it make more sense as to how caught off guard she was when... Um, her son said, mom, bring, you know, bring the dog back, you know, because you can bring people back. Like she was legit. Like, wait a minute, you can bring people back from the dead. Like Mm -hmm. she sounded really curious, like, Oh my God. Like, that's what I'm trying to do. Like I need the ability to do that. And I think the whole purpose of this episode was it was confirming what I feel as though she's always believed since she's seen Wanda which is she is, you know, she is that nexus being. She is the, you know, she indeed is the Scarlet Witch. Um, I think she was more so hoping uh, that there was a different explanation to why Wanda was able to do this. Um, but I think she was highly offended to find out that she had this power and she was wasting it for stupid stuff like breakfast, mm-hmm. dinner, and right. you know, kids and all that kind of crazy crap. Yeah, a perfect life, basically. What she was right. wasting, but her perfect life, <laughs> you know, her family. That's what she wanted. She she wasted all that power on living a perfect, normal life, which is not the truth. <laughs> but <laughs> unfortunately for her, um, <clears throat> but yeah, because she does. Like I remember Agatha mentioning that uh necromancy was off the table because her brother's body was on a different continent so it, it seemed like she was able to resurrect him if she really wanted to and not maybe resurrect him like bring him back to life but you know zombify him you know, you know what i mean right. um which she maybe have done with with well we, we still don't know what the fuck's wrong well, i mean evan peter's character is that really um and i do agree that Ralph, her husband, is possibly yes, Mephisto. Um, maybe, maybe the rabbit has something to do with it because that rabbit literally—I think he legit ate a, a bird, right? Did he not? <laughs> like, oh, okay, so everyone keeps getting confused by that. She turns into a bird, but if you watch closely, when it um when it lands in the rabbit's mouth, it's bug. the uh, it's the cicada again. Yeah, still, I don't think they bucks, do they? No, 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 no. Regardless, they don't eat either one of those things. So, it, yes, it was off-putting. Um, but I know a lot of people are just like, oh, man, a rabbit eating a bird. And I was like, 
Well, technically, it was the cicada that it turned back into, but regardless, it's still very weird. Yes, right, because they're her herbivores. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So that is off-putting, correct? Um, So yes, that that was another thing. I think this episode revealed a lot of interesting things. Like we just went over a couple things that they they brought to light. Um, But let's start with her first. The first commercial or the her first memory right which was her as a kid now we find out about the tv shows that why the why the sitcoms uh the the, the sitcoms she chose um in her bubble or, or because of her memories from the past that she used to watch her family they had a movie night where they only used english and shit that was kind of cute and we got to see her parents and then of course her and her brother as kids um and then, of course, the whole scene where the actual bomb landed in the room and it was blinking and it never went off. But why? Because of a, what do they call it? A probability hex? Yep, it was a probability. That's actually directly from the comics also. Right. And that's her, that's her mutant ability. Yeah. Probability. probability manipulation is one of her main things. Um, now, that obviously happened prior to her experience the experimentation on her by Hydra. So what does that tell us? That she was a mutant all along. She's a mutant all along. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> Now, I, I want to say this really quickly, Joel. Everyone was discussing this on Saturday, and I was kind of split, but I kind of lean more towards KJ and, um, and, and Tia. KJ and Tia are saying that they hope that they don't retcon things and those parents stay Wanda and PHO's parents, right? (laughs) Here's my, my response to that was, I don't want it to be forced. Right. So you've already given us a storyline of Magneto kind of somewhat being a deadbeat dad from the Fox universe. Right. Mm -hmm. So if they're bringing back Quicksilver, right. And then their plan is to eventually give us Polaris. And then obviously we have Wanda then yes, retcon it. Find a way to make it work, and yes, retcon it that he's their dad, right? But if Pietro is going to stay dead, and we have no reason to believe he won't, and there is no, you know, they have no interest in bringing in Polaris, and it's just going to be Magneto, I am okay with Magneto just being like a father figure, the way Stark was for for Peter. I don't need them to share DNA. Now, where, where this episode made things really weird is, her parents don't seem like mutants. And I'd give you if one of their children turned out to be a mutant. You can kind of go, maybe it's from a, you know, a, a gene pool from either side, you know, far back that maybe they didn't know about. But the mm-hmm. fact that they gave birth to two children that were mutants is just like, all right, I'm not buying that. Like <laughs> I'm well, just, twin the twins. Well, yes, yes. But I'm saying, Joel, that the likelihood of both parents having black hair, but your twins have blonde hair. You would have, right. you would have some questions, right? Like, they'd be like, all right, hold on. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Um, mm-hmm. So that's how I view this. I'm like, that's just so unlikely, almost impossible. You know, someone had to have had that gene in that, you know, between one of those two parents. So um, I know someone threw out a theory that the person Wanda saw in the silhouette was maybe her mother, and her mother was the original Scarlet Witch. I don't like that. I, I don't like that at all. I, that's a strength. No. Right. A I just, to me, the first thing I thought, well, I mean, the first thing I thought when I saw that, uh, which is the second memory, <laughs> right? Um, it, I thought it was foresight, like seeing like the future almost. 
yep. sitting on shelf. You know what I mean? Yep, I'm with you. So, I mean, like I said, if Pietro's not coming back, I don't need them to force a way to make Wanda – uh magneto's daughter in the future i just don't you can easily say he's just a father figure to her he you know he brings her in uh you know he doesn't judge her he doesn't ask her to be something other than who she is um and they grow a relationship like father and daughter i wouldn't mind that but if you do bring pietro back and you know i always leave the door open for polaris shout out to emma dumont um yes i would like him to have his three kids yes i'm sorry i i don't care if people loved how lovey-dovey the parents seemed in this episode it's stupid. It's stupid to have his three kids there and you telling me he's not the father of any of them. No, no, I, I'll never sign off on that. But like I said, if Quicksilver stays dead and we don't get a Polaris, I'm fine with him being the start to her uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, I don't, I don't need that either. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't need, I would like her to be the daughter of Magneto. <laughs> I don't, it. I don't dis I don't disagree, but to me it's kind of like I I don't know I, I I don't know. Like I said, it all depends on how they introduce X Men. If it's from a different universe, um, and you know, in that universe, you know, his daughter died, and you know, it was oh, obviously so yeah. Wrong. Now you're talking about them not being from the same universe. Now I don't like that either. Right, but that's what I'm saying. It it all depends on how they explain it, you know, because it's like. Well, if they're not from the same universe, then it doesn't fucking matter if they're fucking father and daughter. Right, but you also wouldn't like it if they if they told us that mutants have been here all along. I would. You would? Yes. I thought I thought when we talked about it, you were like, no, that's just too convenient. Not at all. I want mutants to be there. There's so much history with mutants to tell me they came from another fucking dimension. You would erase all of it. Okay. I mean, okay. So, all right, okay, yeah. You get what I'm saying? I do. It's just you bet he got to home run this. <laughs> when when he when he's ready to introduce them, he's got to home run it. There there is. Now, that's no, why. There's no middle ground. I want to know what the fuck is going on, like how they're gonna explain it, because them coming from a whole different universe, coming here, are you gonna merge the universes? Is that what the plan is? Like like. That's you what, what I'm saying. Assume. Yeah, that's what I would assume. To where it's like. It's now all one reality. So whatever and then in that reality. People are going to be mad. Then why not? They're going to say, why not just use the Fox characters? And I'm like, because no. Because <laughs> you can <laughs> finally start from the beginning the right way. Why would you not do that? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. You already have people now that they saw Evan Peters asking that question. It's just Oh, like, fuck them. No, no, I don't give a shit. No, the, the, we, we starting over. <laughs> it's been I don't, a long time. I had to explain that to to Trayvon I'm like Trayvon sometimes things are just just for fun and the Evan Peters thing was just for fun that wasn't that doesn't mean you're gonna get uh Michael Fassbender as, as Magneto it, it just doesn't it does not and there's been nothing to do it won't stick <laughs> no he's saying no he wasn't saying it as like a cameo he was saying it like oh well then that opens the door for us to get our Magneto being my, and I'm like, no, that's not what that means. It's just a nod. It's it's a fun nod, right? Because in that world, that me that them them using Evan Peters in the MCU means nothing, nothing to them, nothing. Right. They have no ties to it. I mean, it honestly would be the equivalent of if this story was catered around X23, right? Mm -hmm. And they did a nod to you saw Hugh Jackman pop in as like Wolverine for like a second. And that was just supposed to be a nod to us. 
That doesn't right. mean that they're going forward with him. It's just they were like, hey, we, you know. Right. He was Wolverine once. Right. It's yeah. for the fans. Yeah, that's it. Just a little nod to us. But it's like, God damn, we can't even we can't even do something fun for you guys without you guys uh, looking too much into it. So it's but like, that's it's been. like that. That's the problem. I can't wait till the final episode finally gets here so we can just put to bed some of that shit. So because like, I'm like, I mean, honestly, does it make no? <laughs> like, leave it be. Like, like the, we're gonna get the X Men, but it's, you, I don't see how he. Why would he want to adopt that messy ass continuity? because then because here's the problem he would have to retcon too much everything yeah and it's like (laughs) it's like if you have to go through that just give me new give me a new cast right 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 and some some people need to be recasted at this point it's just that so true you know yeah yeah i'm with you and the only one that's gonna stick is deadpool and that's it and that's because well he is different and we know this (laughs) right right but see even doing stuff like I, we don't need to get into that, but some people just, they're, they're too attached, and it's like, you gotta let go. I get it. I get it. I just don't see, I don't see the reason for him to be the real Quicksilver. Yeah, I mean, not the real one, but the Fox Quicksilver. I, I don't know how, I don't know how you explain it for it to make sense. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? But to me, I felt like she answered it. I felt like she was just like, hey, I played on the idea that he kind of looks like your brother. Um, but, you get what I'm saying? From that world. Right, right, exactly. So I'm like, she kind of explained it, and people are still like, no, no, that's that's leaving the door open. I'm like, no, she kind of slammed it shut. (laughs) No, that's what I'm saying. I looked at it as the same way. Like, uh, she explained it. He ain't nobody. Right. She called him fake Quicksilver. Right. She could have said he is a Quicksilver from another dimension. She could have said that. Exactly. She could have. She absolutely could have. And they could have even made it to where she's a Nexus being, and she was able to travel. Right. dimensions to do that but they didn't they didn't go that route at all they actually right. went the route of telling you that she's looking for that power right <laughs> so it's like you guys got your answer and you're just never happy like i i i, I don't get it they're in denial that's really at this point is what it is unfortunately but i mean i don't see that being a, a thing <laughs> this friday so i really do look forward to seeing who he really is is he someone significant or just a, a nod? You know what I mean? He very likely at the end of the day could be the guy that Jimmy Wu was looking for. Yeah, but who is that? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I that's, mean, that's what I want to know. Like, who, is it, who is this guy that 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 Jimmy was looking for? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I definitely just hope that that's answered. Like, don't leave that unanswered. That, that, that's, that's just my thing. At the very least, give it that at least should be one of the answers. Who the fuck is Evan Peters? <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, we, we talked about the first the the first memory where she used her probability hex. Uh, the second mm-hmm. memory. Um, oh, by the way, in that first mm-hmm. memory, um, a really cool nod was the episode that she picked out for the Dick Van Dyke show was mm-hmm. essentially the episode where he's kind of living in this uh, altered reality. That's like his right. nightmare. Right. Um, so it was just kind of right. It just kind of nods everything that was happening to Wanda in present day. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. But the second memory, Joel, is I believe Wanda in the Hydra station, um, yeah. where we get our big moment. Uh, I'll let you walk us into it. Yeah, like we just touched on it a little bit earlier that she walks into the room and sees the scepter, and then the scepter like 
breaks apart and the stone comes out and then like they it looks like it goes right up to her and like glows really bright and she sees like and like it looks like herself in it but as like a more, a more classic looking Scarlet Witch, right? Yeah. From at least to us, like the viewer, like oh shit, she's in full cut. Like you can barely make it out, but you see like the like the the mask, like this like she wore in Halloween almost, and like it looked like this full suit that we haven't been like not the the costume that she's gonna end up with at some point. Uh, that's what it looks like. So she's seeing her future. That's what it felt like to me the first time I saw it. Like she was looking at her future self. So it's like like almost like having foresight. But the funny thing about that whole scene is she passes out and they're like what the fuck just happened because they didn't see any of that happen <laughs> so they right. all like, like like in the video it's like a glitch she just passes out they don't know what the hell just happened just like, she's standing there and then falls down and they don't know what the fuck you know happened so that that's interesting because it's almost like what happened in, in in the in the show when she doesn't want something to be there she's like no it's a glitch <laughs> rewind you know what i mean yep so that's the second memory right the third memory was um, back at the Avengers base um, and, and that very deep conversation with Vision. Because this is, a, I mean, this this was after Age of Ultron, right? Well, after her brother died. Uh, that scene with Vision? Yes. No, that was during the events of uh, Civil War. Are you sure? Yeah. Which she, was like, like she was mourning her brother during that whole scene. No, no I think I think the the whole purpose of that was she was just you know she was remembering uh Pietro in that moment um but essentially I think that was feeding off of how alone she was because uh during Civil War she was on house arrest <laughs> pretty much essentially that whole movie she um, was. So, That's so it, it the only reason let me just say this because I don't want to say this is fact the only reason why I'm putting all my chips uh, in the middle of the table that that's during Civil War is the only time we saw that compound was in um, Civil War. It was also at the end of Age Ultron. You're right, yes. But specifically that room and the nod of Vision just walking in. Let me tell you, just take your chips back. It doesn't matter. It's in the middle somewhere, right? It's yeah. right there. So it's in between Age Ultron and Civil War, period. Um, they have this conversation, and uh, she's watching Malcolm in the middle. Uh, and they have this deep conversation about grief, and like that goes over what she mentioned uh, about the whole being alone thing that you're talking about. Um, and so that's what that whole thing went, went. They went through that whole thing there with her, right? So aside from that conversation, was there anything else in that scene Let's sit out. Uh, I told you Agatha crying. Um, yeah, she kind of felt a. She has a heart, apparently, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it's what it's like. A lot of people are saying, "Oh, she was just faking it," but I'm like, Wanda's back was to her. Why? Why? Why would that make any sense? Um, no, in that scene, no. But there was there was something I wanted to go back to really quickly. Um, I do love the nod to the the relevancy of the magic of it. Um, but the nod back to Thor, uh, Thor Ragnarok, uh, Agatha taking Wanda's hair to, uh, to conjure it, uh, mm -hmm. the throwback to Doctor Strange taking Thor's hair to find Odin. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really interesting. And also, I love that um, the M, one of the markings uh, in uh, Agatha's basement, the mm -hmm. M looks just like the M from House of M. So mm -hmm. I kind of like the idea of the M being in her house and it's kind of like the house of magic. 
um i was like ah, i kind of like that if that's what they were doing with that like essentially kind of playing off of this being the house of him mm-hmm. um i was like ah, i kind of like that a little bit um so just to go back just a little bit but in that specific scene you're talking about that was pretty much it um then i believe right after that is when we kind of see her on the uh we kind of see agatha kind of like clapping at wanda uh yeah. leading her into her final memory uh what was her final memory her final memory was uh hayward being a lying douchebag uh, oh right 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 <laughs> um yes yeah, so she went she went over to the to the sword facility and demanded to got to see vision to see the body because they know she knows they have it uh and they were like oh you whatever whatever can't let you in you have clearance and all this extra bullshit she was getting kind of frustrated and then i guess at some point hayward's like oh i let her in uh, and they do that, and they, she goes and forces her way through to Hayward's office, and they have their back and forth about, you know, she wants the body. He's like, I can't give you the body, and she shows her the body, and, like, from, and that looks straight out of the comics, like the, him, the body parts all over the place. Yep. And it does seem like he wants her to see it. <laughs> like yeah, she's trying- that's what I was about to say. I was about to correct you a little bit. She didn't make, uh, she didn't force her way through. He let her in. No, uh-huh. but I mean, she forced her way through that door. Oh, 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 yes. You're saying when she, like, uh, like threw it open. Yes, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that, that, that's what I mean. Like, when she was already in the office at this point, he seemed to be, like, wanting her. To- <laughs> yeah. Uh, Doting her almost. I think that um, our biggest clue to that was the end credit scene. Um, clearly, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he finds out at some point that her chaos magic um, – uh, is what was needed to bring Vision back. Um, and essentially, he was trying to get her to do that. Um, yeah. He kind of was just like, nah, I'm going to leave him here. He was just like, nigga, you just asked to come here. <laughs> like, I let you mm-hmm. in. Take it. Do it. Like, recreate him. And he was just kind of just like, nah, I'm going to leave him here. And he's just like, god damn. Um, <laughs> so he had yeah. to get the other way. Yeah, she um, it worked against him. She, she ended up leaving it there, and then she kind of used that. He kind of used that against her later on when he was talking with, Juan, with Monica and saying, "Oh yeah, she stole the body. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it." <laughs> <laughs> right. And Monica was just like, "What?" And meanwhile, he was just like, "Yeah, she stole it." It's just yeah, like, look, you no, see she- it. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you catch the nod uh, of Wanda's license plate as she drove? Uh, as she drove off. Mm. Not off the top of my head. Yeah, the license plate said Excelsior. Uh, a little nod. Uh, yeah. Was that? Yeah, yeah. What was that? Yes. I remember okay. that, yes. Um, I, I do want to say huge shouts out to Vision um, for wanting to retire in New Jersey. Um, we love you, Vision, and we appreciate the love for New Jersey. Um, we don't really get much, so <laughs> the little we get, that's, we like to That's comic it. accurate, though. You know, that's where they move. They move Very to, much uh, is, yep. yep. Livingston yep. or some shit in New Jersey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so obviously now we see Wanda driving to uh, to the plot. We see the people in town that she had under the hex in the first five yeah. episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, we see how Wanda made some of their dreams come true. One of the guy, uh, one of the guys wanted to play the piano, um, so she had them playing the piano in the hex. She just mm-hmm. essentially made 
a lot of those miserable people's lives better. Um, and just for people watching, that is not how New Jersey looks. We don't just have <laughs> random sad people walking the streets. It's mm. It did look like a part of like where I used to live. There's an area that kind of looked like that when they're driving around. I'm like that kind of looks like Roblin a little bit. <laughs> really? I live, live, yeah, I live pretty close to there too. Yeah. Now, probably, I've probably driven you through there before. You just don't remember. I probably don't. I I, I don't remember uh, locales whatsoever. But uh, <laughs> one of the biggest things that she's driving through the town uh, that people were bringing up was the fact that um, Vision's boss's wife was alone in this um, yeah. flashback. There was mm-hmm. no husband. Right. So, like... Uh, dining alone a bit more sense it's like he was very adamant on you know how did this happen how did you guys become to be like he wanted answers and yeah and the pizza was, delivery guy became like the actual delivery driver you know right and the nod to the boss joel that i want to bring up is because no one talked about this and i wanted to get your thoughts when the agatha all along happened yeah wasn't one of one of her her conjures so mm-hmm. if that husband doesn't exist where did he come from i don't know right so it's like and and think back to that first episode how adamant he was on getting answers about wanda and vision um and you know we didn't see him again that was it yeah. last time we saw him that was it. That was the last we saw him. So I find it interesting that that was not Agatha and we never saw him again. So what was that? You know, hopefully mm-hmm. again, another thing, hopefully we get answers to. If, if it was meant to be important. Right. Uh, something we get answers to. But uh, I just wanted to throw that in. So uh, I'll, I'll kick it back to you. She's driving through to uh, to go to the, the property that Vision right. had bought for them. Right. The plot. So she has the, the deed uh, that I guess he got for her prior to the events in Infinity War because they were on the run at that point. <laughs> so, um, I would they, they so they gave her the deed and then like this is the place where they wanted to live forever, right? Or some shit like that. He well, wanted to build place, a house for them, right? The place I don't think I mean, she could have they didn't really explain it, but I think it I think it was supposed to be a surprise for her. Right. Well, that'd been cool too, but, and I think they gave it to her after the fact, like almost like a dying will type bullshit. Right. Yeah, uh, I think that was left in his will, and, and uh, you know, this is her checking. Right. By the way, just to go back really quickly, um, when Vision was disassembled, she goes over him, puts her hand on his head, and says, "I can't feel you." Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a nod uh, to um, in. Uh, in uh, Infinity, Infinity War, War yeah. and he's human and she's saying I can only feel you like I don't feel the stone I just feel you and right. at the very end of Infinity War when Vision's dying and he's saying he just only wants to feel Wanda um, mm-hmm. like all he feels is, is her um, what's his last words to her really essentially before he, he completely died yeah. Um, we awakened and said, nope, bitch, we're doing this the hard way. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say how messed up that was? Like, Thanos watched that. He was just like, man, nah. that was really difficult for you to, to kill him that first time, huh? All right, don't worry. I'll do it the second time. It's like, what? <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, you ain't got to worry about killing him twice. I, I, I got you. 
Um, but yeah, so that was a callback. So I just wanted to highlight that. But um, uh, obviously we see now, Joel, what the heart was that they couldn't remember on. Yeah, I didn't even catch that until I got back on Twitter later. I was like, oh, fuck, that's true. There was a heart. That's how the fucking thing starts. Yeah, <laughs> and they couldn't figure out what it was. It was just like, what the fuck is that heart? Now we know what the heart is. The heart was the deed. Uh, on the deed of the house. Oh, bitch. <laughs> Emotional. Which, which, by the way, huge shouts out to this writing team. It's something so small and nothing that someone else cares about, but I love it. I love that Vision signed his name, The Vision. Um, like, we don't see or hear that in the MCU, but it's very adamant in the comics. Like, he's The Vision. It's not just Vision. Um, and I don't know why, but I smiled so hard seeing that because I'm just like, they don't really do things like this in the MCU, like when a character is called by something that specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I loved it. I was just like, I love seeing this. Like, this is so cool. Um, so I geeked out over that. I know no one cares, but it's just like, I love that. I love seeing on screen what, I, what I've been reading for years. Um, so the vision, uh, you know, knowing that he signed it like that was just like, that was so great. But um, just so people know, Joel, um, for people listening to, to our show mm-hmm. this Saturday, but just for our show's purposes, we mentioned it earlier on um, how accurate that dismantling was. Just for people that are curious, that was from a West Coast Avengers run mm-hmm. um, uh, of, uh, of, of Vision Story. Uh, that's, that's where it's coming from. That story uh, involved the Human Torch, Hank Pym, um the original uh, by the way <laughs> say it again the original human torch yes the original human torch yes uh it had um sorry i have this in my notes i'm sorry joel uh, mm-hmm. it had let me see i had mockingbird in that scene <laughs> yeah, mockingbird and that's yes okay so here we go um grim reaper hank pym wonder man the original human torch and Kang yeah. the Conqueror was yes. in the story. So I was just uh, like, Yes, he was. I'm kind of like, could we see him pop up? Like, that'd be pretty dope. Um, but yeah, so just if anyone's curious on what that comic run was, it was from the West Coast Avengers. Yeah. Um, Vision Quest, I believe. I'm sure yeah, that. It was the Vision Quest. I, I still, to this day, Joel, I don't know why I wanted this so bad, but I, I remember saying before Endgame came out, like when we were giving our theories, I was really hoping Endgame would end with everyone kind of like saying like, oh, we're, you know, what are you going to do? Like, you know, after this and um, uh, Clint just kind of being like, I don't know, thinking about maybe heading to the West Coast and I'd be like, oh, West Coast Avengers. <laughs> like, I just wanted that so bad. And I remember sitting through the movie and I was just like, this shit's never going to happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's never going to happen. <laughs> West Coast Avengers. Yeah, eventually we'll get there. Uh, hopefully. Do you what think it'll it? be through Clint? I don't know. I don't know. It really depends on what happens with Clinton in the, the Hawkeye series. At this point, like he keeps retiring and coming back. At some point, he's going to stay retired, right? <laughs> <laughs> At some point, his wife's got to be like, hey, hey, like what more than fuck? three days would be great. <laughs> you, know, just, you know, me, you, and all these goddamn kids we keep having that you keep leaving would be great. You know, yeah, fucking <laughs> Hawkeye's Brett Favre all of a sudden. So no. Yeah, right? He's just like, you know what? Nah, I don't want to do retirement. I'm back. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, but yes, yeah, so obviously we see Wanda looking at the um uh the deed that uh vision left for her. 
Um, she starts crying on this empty plot, uh, plot of land. Sorry, uh, to be specific. Yeah. And then she just rains chaos magic, Joel. Yeah, the bubble grows. In this giant hexagonal shaped sphere-ish. <laughs> I don't even know what kind of shape that would be at this point. Because it was not like an actual circle. It, it definitely angled out like a, like almost like a hexagon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't even know what a 3D hexagon is called. But whatever. And it, it, that's oh, what... <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a hex but like what's the name of the shape it's almost like a beehive it's weird yeah um, it's exactly like that yeah uh but yeah that's what she did and then she she transformed westview into fucking the dick van dyke show at least to start <laughs> yeah. yep and then we see um we see she literally conjured up not only vibranium but she conjured up vision on her own uh, she didn't build it from a body. She literally just yeah, of yellow energy. It looks like straight up my uh, what's it called? Uh, infinity energy, uh, mindstone energy. Yep, yep. Like he's made of pure whatever she had in her. She used that that infinity stone power <laughs> and created vision or that version of vision. Which is crazy because I know Pietro somewhere in in heaven. Like all right, Wanda, I see how it is. No problem. <laughs> like. Yeah. All right, nah, no problem. You don't want to bring me back? All right, cool. That's easier to do that one. It's a synthesoid, right? No. Fair, <laughs> I, don't, fair, I don't know how humans, human spirits work. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it would work the same. Um, but, uh, you know, it, what I did like about this flashback was we've seen Wanda all season just like, I have no idea how this started. And it's like, yeah. who are you? Like, <laughs> what do you mean you don't know how it started? It was you. Yeah. Well, for the longest time, I thought it was some type of, uh, uh, what's it called? Like a what the hell? They had a name for it. Um, almost like a. Uh, I always forget what it's called for some reason. Not, and it came up, and, and it's my my theory. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the worst part when you can't figure out your own theories anymore. That is um, the worst part. That's my worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah, it's like I had it in my head. I've been using it all year. Um. But it's, to me, I thought, at least at first, that it was her way of protecting herself. So she created this thing to protect herself. And it kind of is that, you know, but it's really like it, it, she created it out of pure grief to be happy again, out of pure loneliness. And then she basically forced herself to, to forget and live this life. And that's why uh, Agatha was drawn to it, because she's like, what is going on? She's like, almost like it was delicious. Right. <laughs> it's like, maybe she's the fucking shark in that that. that you know, yeah, that's like, what it seems. You know, I've been feeding off your fucking magic this whole time. Like, well, tell me more, tell me more. <laughs> um, so, so we see Wanda. Um, so we see, you know, we see her create vision. We see him say hello, Wanda. They sit on the couch. Agatha kind of goes, See, it was your fault. And then we hear uh, Wanda hear the cries of her two sons. Yes, as she runs back to the main street and. I will say it did I, it did bother me a little bit. I didn't get the gray streaks, but we see um Agatha in her full awesome. look. Yeah. Um I just to me, to me, Joel, it's just the small things. It's just like, why wouldn't you do the gray? We've only ever seen Agatha with gray hair. Yeah. Um but we see her in all her glory. She kind of looks like costume-wise, like female Ivan Ooze. <laughs> like that's the first yeah. thing I said. I was just like 
everyone always shitting on Ivan News, but Agatha doesn't. It's cool. Um, but uh, we see her holding the kids, and I'll let you deliver this line, Joelle. She gives the line of the season. What was the line she gave? I don't know it word for word. <laughs> I just know that she's like, um, basically saying that you, you this whole time she well she figured it out. It's like I know what you're doing now. I know what you've done, and she's like you've been using chaos magic, or that's what you're doing. You're using chaos. That's how you've made able to do this. And this it's I thought for it was only a myth. So she's basically a mythical, or at least what she is. She's become a mythical, you know creature or whatever the fuck so you are the scarlet witch so she literally says that scarlet witch isn't like a nickname or a code name it's what she is it's a rank right right it's 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 like a mythical rank <laughs> you know what i mean it's not supposed to exist it's only in stories so right. the fact that she exists as the scarlet witch is like and i want to know more about that story like what like what, what what else is there to tell about this thing and i love that part of the the the, the story in this show that that's how she gets her name that it's not a code name just like they kind of made fun of earlier in uh the series with um what's his name director douchebag hayward um she didn't have that funny name and he's like no she's just wanda (laughs) um but now she can have the name and be what it is and apparently uh uh, what she is is the scar a scarlet witch Right. I think we'll get a little bit more information in Doctor Strange because being a Scarlet Witch has to be one of the highest forms of magic. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's clearly something I'm sure Strange knows about. So, uh, wow. But specifically, she goes, you have no idea how dangerous you are. Mm-hmm. Um, you're supposed to be a myth. Uh, right. Being capable of spontaneous creation. Uh, yeah. And here you are using it to make breakfast for dinner. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I love that line. I thought that was hilarious. Um, and then she goes, oh, yes, your children. Um, envision this whole little life you've made. Um, let me see. Uh, this is chaos magic, Wanda. And, and that makes you the Scarlet Witch. And then mm-hmm. I just, I remember, I just got chills everywhere. I was like, she earned it. Yes, that's all I wanted. That's all I've been talking about all season is that I love when characters earn their name. Um, like, like I would personally love, like, I know we're not going to get it, but I love things like that, Joel. Like when you watch a Batman movie to where you go through the whole movie, right? And then at the very end or, you know, through the dialogue somewhere close to the end, you get the reveal of the Batman. Like, I just love when they earn it, you know, not when it's just like, all right, I became Batman yesterday and I already know I want to be called the Batman. It's like, no, I kind of like for them to earn it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, that was what I've been waiting for. I was like, I don't want you to use it as like a little joke. I want I want her to earn it. I want her to become the Scarlet Witch. Um, so we see it in that moment. But um, yeah, that, that was the it. That was the end of the episode for us. Um, mm-hmm. I remember the first thing I did was immediately fast forward. <laughs> And we get to seeing Hayward along with his his uh, his goons. That's what I call them. They're not soldiers. They're goons. Um, and they're in that. By the way, can I say something, Joel, that literally took my breath away? Uh, and I had to immediately leave Twitter. Do you know what some people thought this end credit scene was? No. Silver Surfer. Oh, yes. I've seen that. <laughs> oh, that is the most disrespectful. Like, like, you obviously don't know shit. 
type right. of like, answer. What I think confused me the most was some people were thinking the thing powering him was his board. And I was just like, no. Oh, no, that was the drone. <laughs> right. That's why, that's why it threw me off. I was just like, am I looking at something different? Like, I, clearly I knew it was vision, but I'm just like, what board are they talking about? So like I I, I freeze framed it. And I'm like, that's the Stark drone that wanted threw outside of the hex <laughs> when she came to confront everybody. I was just right. Like, that's full of hex energy that right. they use to power the vision right. that they've took like five years, right? Like undoing right. and redoing, and they couldn't get it to work. Right, and I was just like, Silver Surfer, how dare you? <laughs> like I know. I'm like, you? what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, I am so confused right now. But uh, I love I nobody I know came to me with that kind of bullshit. I'm like, you, yeah, I don't know if I'd be able to talk to someone. Like, are you, no, I failed as, as a person. <laughs> if you think that, yeah, <laughs> as a friend, I if a fan or a family member, you really came out of this thing and that was a sober server. I failed <laughs> sure. I, I would have taken that burden, like, you know, what? it's my fault. <laughs> Can't even be mad at you. That's me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the biggest detail I loved about this vision was um, they answered the biggest question I had about when they decided to bring vision back, which was, what do you do for his head now? Um, and oh, yeah. I love how it's like an arc reactor. And I'm right. like, all right, yeah, I love that. That's really dope. Okay. It's like a mini arc reactor. <laughs> right. It's essentially powered up the same way Stark was powered up the first, I don't know, what? Yeah, his suit movies, right? So he was able to uh, uh, get the piece out of his chest. So I was like, I love this. This is actually like this. This makes a lot of sense. Now I want to throw this theory to you, Joel. I have this running theory that this season could end with Wanda exuding her chaos magic and blending the hex vision with white vision, and that's how we get. Uh, vision back but I have a twist on this I do believe it is a give and take kind of like transmutation right Mm -hmm. Um, to where you get him back right but he does not remember the love you two shared and Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about white vision because I know that's how it was in the comics I'm talking about if they blend the two visions for us to get back the accurate vision um, that we know Um, so she, she gains vision back but there is no memory of the love they share. And that's what helps contribute to her just really losing it. Is right. that, like she went through all this and she got him back, but he remembers none of it. Um, that, that, that would hurt. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Um, that's, that's not a bad theory. That's not a bad theory. Cause um, I do believe, and let me just say, uh, I was super fucking excited to see White Vision. <laughs> I almost, yo, I was so close. You and Pete were the two people I was about to text 4 a.m. in the morning, only for me to realize it was 4 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> uh, but I thought of you two immediately and wanted to reach out so bad. Um, but I was just like, no, no, I can't. I just got to sit with this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just sit here with this to Joel, uh, Joel and Peter, like they saw it. So when you messaged me, I was just like, ah, yes, <laughs> like yeah. yeah. Um, but I got excited for you before you even knew it happened. I was just like, Joel is going to love this. <laughs> like, I was pretty happy too by the end of it. I was like, oh my god, they gave her the name. They got the look. They kind of, it definitely gave away mutants exist. And then, um, 
I was already happy. That was like the cherry on top. I was like, holy fuck, they gave me the white vision. Like the like legit. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be shit. I was like, I was like, holy fuck. Yeah, I was mad soup. I was like, holy shit, they did it. <laughs> like, yeah, like I told you, I was talking the other day. Uh, my cousin texted me. He's like, yo, fucking white vision. I'm like, yeah, white vision. <laughs> and that's only, look, it only means something to us because that's my first introduction to vision was when he was white. I didn't know color vision until I got old. <laughs> and that's why I started reading comic books. Um, so that was very funny because forever I thought he was some type of ghost or whatever. But I didn't know who the fuck he was. I didn't even know his name for the longest time. Um, I just he was the white guy, and I was I was I was always Captain America or the white guy because Captain America was blue, and I was always the blue character, and he was Iron Man and Hawkeye, and those are the four characters you can play with. So yeah, all these years later, um, White Vision is an actual fucking live action character, so that's pretty cool. So yeah, full circle. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say, uh, Joel, <clears throat> to to round this out before we move out of WandaVision, this was said to me. Because I said I don't know if I would if I could be on ep- uh, if I could be on the episode nine breakdown if I don't get Mephisto, regardless <laughs> of how well they explain it. Um, and the reason I said that, Joel, was this isn't me being picky. This is me being someone that, and this is the example that I use. We've spent all of our lives reading these comics, right? Before we we had the cartoons, before we had the live action movies, we only had the comic books, right? So I compare that to spending every day for two weeks studying, right? You get to the test and your teacher's like, nothing you studied is on this test. And you're just like, then what was the point of studying any of that? So to me, it's like you're pulling from a story, two stories, actually, three, actually, I'm sorry, three, actually, that involve Mephisto. So for you to pull from those stories and not give me the most important character of those three stories, to me is offensive. It really is. It honestly is. So to me, it's like, it's not one of these things where it's like, I just want to be right. It's like, it at this point makes no sense for it not to be Mephisto. And then where they started to upset me Saturday, where I was just like, I'm biting my tongue a lot because I don't want to make anyone feel bad, like their opinion doesn't count or doesn't matter i get it don't don't come to me and say what if they blend nightmare with with mephisto why 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 you only want any everyone that's saying nightmare only thinks nightmare because they know this is attached to dr strange that's it if this wasn't attached to dr strange no one would say nightmare no one would care no one would care and then i'm like nightmare is such is such is one of those characters that no one cares about so much so, Nightmare seemingly isn't even in Doctor Strange's plans. Because I assume at some point you have to bring back Dormammu. You can't just use him for that one and done in the first movie. Um, so to me, I'm just like, why wouldn't you use Mephisto? Like, it just, it, to me, it's just like, and I've let so much go in the MCU. I've had to let the Mandarin go. People told me to let that go. I've had to, you know, I'm not blaming anyone, but I had to let Civil War go even though they got as accurate as they possibly could. I had to let Thor Ragnarok go. So I'm like, I, I can't keep doing this. Like at some point, just give me what it's supposed to be, which is Mephisto. So my question to you is, are you on the side of believing that it could be a blend between Mephisto and Nightmare or just Nightmare? I don't see why, why, why would, 
again, the only reason I think there's ever been rumors about Nightmare being in it is because of the fact that he was rumored to be the villain uh, of Doctor Strange 2. Right. But that was before what's his name became the director, right? Sam Raimi? Yes. Um, that was a prior uh, thoughts that Nightmare would be the villain, but we don't know for sure if he's still the villain or they changed their minds. Uh, so who's and who's gonna really be the villain of this next movie? We don't really know yet. They haven't given us almost any any information based on uh, Doctor Strange. Um, we just know it's gonna be fucking crazy. I mean, that's as far as we know. We're just guessing, but based on all the shit we know about Spider Man and how Wanda's vision has been, Doctor Strange is gonna take it up two notches. So imagine. Um, so for me, I I think it, I stuck. I, I'm with you. I think it is. I think it is Mephisto. I don't see why it would be a blend of the two. Why why bother? Like when you have the main demon of hell, why would you even? Why bother? And I, if you want to combine Dormammu with Mephisto, that would make more sense. But even then, I'd rather they weren't the same character. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Exactly. But to me, it's just like there's just too much pointing to Mephisto for you to give me nightmare and expect me to be okay with that. Like what? Like no, Wanda's yeah. kids only exist <laughs> because of the storyline with Mephisto. So I'm like, there's just so much of this that's tied in. I'm like, cause someone asked me this. They're like, does Agatha Harkness, I think we talked about this last week. Does Agatha Harkness exist without Wanda? Yes, but that was with the Fantastic Four. Agatha with Wanda was only for Mephisto. It was never like, no, this is a comic where Agatha's just kind of chilling with Wanda. They're like eating dinner. No, no, there wasn't even a storyline where it was just like, oh, you know the bad guy? It's just Agatha. No, so it's like, oh, <laughs> it was no. a theme song, everything. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I mean, but that's why I said like I've only, and you're my witness to this. My only interest in this show <laughs> was for them to give me Mephisto. Like for me. I've understood since the first episode that WandaVision was only supposed to be a bridge between um, uh, Jenny, yes. Right, right. But the bridge that leads us to Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, right? That was its significance. So to me, I'm like, this show is more so for people that really love Wanda, really love Vision. It would have some deep cuts that would be interesting to, uh, you know, to, to us geeks. But I didn't really put a lot of stock in this show because I'm like, you're not really going to give me anything, but just an explanation as to why Spider-Man's in a multiverse and why Wanda's in Doctor Strange. So it wasn't until I, I started watching it, and I'm like, wait a minute. You can give me Mephisto. And then you're my witness. Every week, I'm like, Mephisto, Mephisto, Mephisto. So I'm like, if I don't get it, it shouldn't be weird that I have no interest in really breaking down the last episode because... There's nothing else you could do. Strange could pop up. Not shocking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if he did show up. I wouldn't be surprised either. So I'm like, there's nothing you can do that would really make me go, oh, what, what, what? No. So I'm kind of like, if I don't get Mephisto, I'm just not, I'm not that invested. I'm not saying I'm not interested. I'm just not that invested. I've just put too much energy into Mephisto for it not to manifest. <laughs> So I'm sitting there getting just like getting my head throbbing, listening to people go like, but it could be nightmare, right? I'm like, no one's asleep. But this hex could be like a dream state. No, it can't. No, it's not. No one's asleep. We've seen people walk in and out of it, not sleep once. What are you yeah. talking about? It <laughs> like, wouldn't make sense if it was nightmare. 
it wouldn't it would be so forced it would be so forced um but the last thing is joel pete made the joke of the weekend which was after watching this last episode somewhere in the in the world <laughs> paramorto is sitting there like i fucking told you there's just too many of us like there's just too many i, I told you <laughs> and, and yeah. I'm like, when pete said that i'm like oh my god that was what Baron was trying to say to Doctor Strange. That whole movie, just like, I don't know, man. There's a lot of us here. One of us. Too many sorcerers. Right, and I know he, he has like whenever he pops up in Doctor Strange too. I have to have that moment where he just looks at Strange like, see, <laughs> exactly. Um, I can't wait to see Baron Mordo again. I can't wait either, and that's why I'm saying when people are like Nightmare, I'm like. There's just no room. We're hearing rumors that Wanda is is uh, the main villain, and you're bringing back Baron Mordo. So I'm like, where? What? Like, I don't even need Mephisto to be the big bad for for Doctor Strange too, right? Like, you know, Mephisto could just be a character that now exists in the MCU for you to use whenever you want to use him. Um, you know, obviously when it you know when it permits. But um, I don't know what Doctor Strange two is gonna give us. Uh, I know as filming really, really, really starts to get into the meat of it and comes to its close, we'll have a better idea. Well, we'll have a better idea of fucking Friday. Um, but, you know, is there anything specific you're looking uh, you're looking for in this last episode, Joel? Uh, answers. I want all the answers I can get uh, without spoiling future stuff. Very I want. I, I'm very... Easy to please, as you know. <laughs> I do know that. It, it is very easy to upset and please Joe up um, with superhero world. <laughs> the very smallest thing could have Joel like, really? That's what y'all thought was hot in the streets? No. Take that away. Throw that away. Um, but it also could be something very small that Joel's like, okay, I didn't think you would do that. I like it. I appreciate um, a good uh, Easter egg or callback or just accuracy in general <laughs> yeah you know because we don't get much of it so it's like when you can be accurate be accurate um the scene from superman and lois where you kind of see the kid like cool suit and he's like oh thanks my mom made it like that's from the comics you know and it's like that's great that's, that's really great awesome that's the fighter suit awesome right awesome. right um, but yeah for me it's just mephisto you give me mephisto i accept everything else you don't that's when everything starts to become just a headache for me. Mm -hmm. um, so hopefully we get it. We're only a few days out. I will say, Joel, Kanan is dying to spoil this last episode for me, by the way. Really? Um, yeah, he is dying. And I, I told him, I said, Kanan, I got all the way here. I'm, no, I'm not going to let you spoil this at the finish line. No, just wait and see it. Because um, I told him, I said, Kanan, I still haven't forgiven you and myself for Infinity War. Um, when I let him spoil, I was just like, God damn, I wanted to see that in theaters. Like, why did I accept this from him? Um, so I'm like, from now on, never again. Ne never, never, never again. Um, but all right. We got a few Marvel and DC news before we get out of here, Joel. Um, mm -hmm. Start with some Marvel. Um, Blade is looking to go into production this year, which is a little shocking. I, di I didn't think, I, I thought we would hear it. No, maybe I did think it would be this year. Okay, so maybe it's not as shocking. Um, but it's looking to uh, begin production this year. Um, over, under, 
50%, Joel, we get our first look at him in the the uh, the suit uh, before the year is up. Oh, fuck. If they're going to start filming, then possibly, yeah. No, uh, I, I don't mean like a set photo. I mean like them releasing an official first look of him as Blade, like in the suit, not I, a trailer or anything, just the photo. If they're really actually going to start filming this year, then I think whatever maybe because I, I do think they owe us a fucking type of a fandom type of bullshit um after not really doing much last year so, the one so even though, fact, go ahead i'm sorry no because we got that nice meeting with the, the, the call and shit but all they really just told us is more of what it just showed us more of what was coming they didn't really show us pick a lot of pick like new stuff right. like in terms of pictures and shit like that we got some casting announcements and like further information about what's coming but like we didn't get any like we got some teasers i think we didn't get like what dc gave us like with the fandom not like something like that i think if they if they do something like that then there's a chance that we, we can possibly see blade for the first time the only pushback i would have is shang chi's done eternals is done and we haven't even got <sighs> official promo art for uh or, or official first look at either one of those um so i'm like so i'm like blade filming sounds like they probably won't which i again i i never understand that i never understand that i'm like you just releasing what he looks like in a suit what's the big deal on that even if you change it you know like even if you're like ah maybe we wanted to tweak it a little bit more after that um wetting our beak is always good that's never a bad thing um and I never understand when Marvel like avoids it. That's why I'm like DC giving us a Batman trailer for a movie we weren't even going to get the Appreciate year heading into was right. huge. That was huge. They, they knew they had to go out with a bang, and they did. So I appreciate. Not even, not even that. I think it was more so at some point you had to sell the non-believers on Robert Pattinson. At some point you had to just so you didn't you didn't have to face all this hate around when the movie drops. So drop a trailer and you allow the narrative to set itself then. And the narrative, like I haven't seen anyone come out since that trailer talking about, oh, sparkly guy from Twat. Like I haven't heard any of that since that trailer dropped. So right. like that's what I'm saying, a trailer can, can only help because if someone thinks something's bad, a trailer is not necessarily going to automatically force them into thinking it's good. Um, it'll only confirm what they believe. So for me and you who wanted to accept him as Batman, that trailer only reinforced what we were hoping we would we would be getting, which is the Batman we've always wanted. Um, so to me, it's just like you have people that don't know who Shang-Chi or the Eternals are. Drop a trailer no. to make people interested enough to go out and buy your comic books, to right. go out and, and want to educate themselves on who they are. We're like off the promo art. That's all we fucking get. Right. But it's like the longer you wait, you know, it's like the closer you get to when it actually drops and people have no no information, they're just confused. Yeah. Um, you know, me and you love comic books. We've, we've kind of like absorbed it to our being. But me and you didn't really know much about the Eternals. <laughs> so it's well, like, about the Eternals, I didn't like them. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Then, that then, tells you yeah. everything. <laughs> no, because like I told you, like I didn't like the Eternals growing up because like, First of all, I didn't really like the designs. Uh, not that I don't like Kirby designs, but his I just I didn't like the way they looked. I just didn't. And uh, and they felt like knockoff new gods to me. Or I preferred the new gods, you know? So and I didn't really 
their book. They didn't have a lot of stories that I was interested in either. So to me, they were just weird. And again, I had a thing against blonde people and the main character is blonde and ugly. So look, it was hard to get into. They were weird characters. I just didn't really like them. Then when they announced that they were going to make a movie about Eternal, I was like, oh, fuck, I guess I got to try this time. Um, and so I did. I looked up and I remember we had this whole fucking speech. Like I gave you this whole thing about what I read about the Eternals and I'm intrigued and excited, you know? Well, our biggest thing was what we think it'll lead to. Um, what we think it'll lead to, which is the Big Bang, which is mutants. Um, right. So, you know, there, there's, there's, some, there's some levity on the line here um, with the Eternal. So it means more than just introducing these characters. Um, it, you know, possibly could be a bigger play. So, you know, always interested in seeing that. Um, right. But I don't think we have anything else Marvel-wise, do we? Uh, oh wait did we talk about last show the spider-man name or did they come out or did that come out after i don't remember no way out yeah uh no way home sorry no way home home. no i know what you meant i'm not sure if the trailer came out after uh Uh, yeah i'm not sure either if we talked about the the i think we i know we talked about it i think on the other show i don't know about yeah i don't think we did it on our show we can spend like a few seconds on it um really interesting name i think i love the board more than i did the the actual name um Mm -hmm. but i i think essentially it's their way of saying like he can't go back home um like to his actual physical home like most people are like oh you mean he can't go back to his own world no his own actual home he's like a fugitive um so i think they were just kind of playing more so on that you know it's cool i've never really been in love with these names outside of maybe the first one because it was more so a nod to welcoming him back Um, yeah right so i was just kind of like oh okay all right i like that but since then it's just kind of like okay you're clearly just trying to force home in here and it's like all right whatever you know i i accept it um but your thoughts show up uh i like it again i do too no way home i'm I'm not 100 percent sure what it all means but uh you know i i I dig it like far from home was great uh it made sense and then homecoming obviously made sense and like down the line when people find try to figure out why all the you know spider-man movies and mcu start with you know have home in is because look bro for the longest time spider-man wasn't in the mcu he's finally home (laughs) so it's distinguishing him from the rest of the other stuff from the other spider-man movies uh, um, and we actually may see the, the other Spider-Man in this movie, so we'll see. Right, I, I did. I did tell myself to, um, you know, albeit I do believe that even if they were in this movie, no one would tell us. But um, I have uh, kind of worked myself down, Joel, to this theory of he goes through different worlds, and he's just facing the villains of those of those worlds right like there is no (laughs) wait say it again you're talking yourself out of it now only because i i don't want to work myself up to to like wanting it and then not getting it like it's the situation i'm in with mephisto right now and it's like if i don't get mephisto i know how i how i'll feel i don't know how you are too yeah yeah yeah, so I'm like, <laughs> yeah, for me to work myself out of it and then just be pleasantly surprised if it does happen. Yeah. Um, but it does sound more more likely that if it's not true that they're coming back, that it's just him fighting different villains from movies we've seen before. Which, you know, yeah. I can understand how someone would be upset. I think I said this with you, Joel, but if I didn't, 
the main reason why I need these two uh, other Spider-Man to show up now is so we never get a Madam Web movie um, <laughs> or a Madam Web opening up a multiverse. Like, I, it, it, if I could kill that <laughs> before it even gains traction, I would love to. Um, so I'm kind of like, if the MCU drops the ball on that, Sony will gladly pick that shit up. And I'm like, I don't, I don't need a Madam Web story. I thought it was stupid in the cartoons. I thought Madam Web was just a stupid character. I don't want to see it. Um, so that's the main reason why I'm like, please do it, Feige, so we don't ever have to see Madam Web like manifest. Um, but yeah, again, the name's not too, uh, too big of a, 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 a deal. Um, we're more interested in seeing what information comes out as they uh, wrap up filming. Um, but I don't think we have anything else Marvel. We got anything DC? Uh, DC, yeah, we have some stuff. Um, did you not write it down when we were talking about it? No, I got it. I got it. I usually like to give it to you to open, but I got it. Uh, we, we got a report that J.J. Abrams has found a new writer um well has found a writer sorry not a new writer like he was supposed to do this movie before but fired his but he has a writer mm-hmm. to do a superman project that is seeming more and more like a reboot as the day goes yeah, I mean, um, at this point just with just by the writer <laughs> it didn't seem that way <laughs> right um i've been asked by this from numerous people i i I don't like it, especially if they are recasting. I don't care if it's Superman Prime or whatever. I just don't like it because you have not earned it. You have not earned the ability to do off-world, off, you know, off-brand kinds of shit because you haven't done your on-brand shit. <laughs> so it's yeah. like you earn things like that when I've already had three really good Superman movies. You earn that when I've had a really good two Justice League movies. But you don't earn that when I'm sitting here and I'm like, you've not even given us the, the, this Earth Superman. And you're just like, oh, we're going to focus on another Earth Superman. It's just, wait, what? <laughs> so to me, I, I, I don't like how DC is just like continuity. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I'll never be a fan of that. So I, I'm not a fan of this. Um, I, I'm not saying I won't support it or I won't watch it. Um, I'll support everything that DC does because I want them to be better. But this is just like, it, it's it's why people, it's why I go on Twitter and people feel the need to just randomly shit on DC. It, it's decisions like this for sure. Um, because to me, it's just like, if he is rebooting it, to do a black Superman or, or whatever it is. To me, it's like, just have the balls. Just reboot the whole DCEU. Reboot the whole thing. The whole thing. The whole shebangy bang. Um, and if you want to pull on certain items that you want to keep, by all means, you do you. But just reboot the whole thing. That way people can go, all right, you're starting fresh. There'll be some familiar faces. But this is our, our Superman going forward for the next decade. Our Batman going forward for the next decade, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, so on and so forth. But this whole dipping and dodging on, on what you want to do with the continuity Superman or the continuity Batman, I don't like it. It's 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 all hodgepodge to me. But uh Joel, your thoughts. Um all right, so <laughs> <laughs> um I I 
to have no problems with them rebooting Superman. Like I, I've, I went over. I'm already. I did this some years ago with Ben Affleck. Was you know reportedly out and you know took three years for him to officially leave. I say he left, and uh, at that point, you know they already cast someone. <laughs> um. So and for the longest time, you know, sitting in denial over Ben Affleck leaving the role, and then like, well, what do you mean? Like they don't. Well, like why wouldn't he want to come back? And then like, all right, we're gonna reboot it. Fine, I'll take any character. Fine, reboot it. But don't. Why would you leave it as a separate world? Like I don't understand that. Like I don't. You're trying to build something. Why would you separate it? So and look, it happened. They separated. The, the Batman does not connect to Zack Snyder's Justice League. The Flash movie is gonna do some weird shit with the Batman. We'll find out in that movie. Fine. Whatever, fuck. I don't understand what any of that, but whatever. I've accepted it. Now we're coming. We've heard months ago JJ was we're going to work on a Superman movie. Mm-hmm. Official now. He's grabbing. Oh, Tanahishi Coach is going to write. Oh well, that's interesting. Um, not a bad, not a bad writer at all. Uh, really good writer. Whether black, white doesn't matter. Um. And it just seems now it seems like it's it's going to be like if you're not using Clark Kent. It does seem like it's going to be a reboot. It does seem like it's going to be probably a person of color, which more black Superman. That just seems where it's going, right? right. Um, I don't care that it's a black Superman. I'm fine with that. If that's what they want to do, that's the story they want to tell, and he becomes the main Superman of this universe, I'll be fine with that. My issue is if he's not, and he's in a whole separate world that's not even connected to the Batman, why why are we doing a whole bunch of separate movies and, di- and creating more more multiverse you get what i'm saying more universes yeah, joel without I, you, I get you probably more than anybody else on this planet does i'm with you it, it makes no sense to me that's why i started this by saying stand on your convictions just reboot it like joel if they wanted to make superman polka dot do it but just stand on that conviction. Stop wavering. And I feel as though what they're doing is they're trying to make two separate universes. So if they completely shit on one, they can just default to the they other. did shit on one. And now oh. they're bringing it back. And this, right. Actually, right. this month we'll be seeing the final version of the one that they shitted on. Right. Uh, just to please, every, you know, HBO Max, look, good for them. They needed reasons, you know. To bring in viewers, this worked like a fucking charm. And this movie might be fucking balls to the walls great. You know what I mean? We yep. don't know. But and it's supposed to end on a cliffhanger. And it's supposed to yeah, yeah, look, you promised the sequels. Look, as long as he doesn't kill off Batman, I think I'm good fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I put you on that. Um but obviously DC has other plans for these characters. Okay, I want to see that happen. You, you you just talked about bringing in Blue Beetle last week. Awesome. I fucking love Blue Beetle. Where does this connect with Black Adam and the JSA? I want to know that too. Is that a different universe? Because if it is, I'm already a mad now. I'm mad again. <laughs> like, <you're> just, <laughs> like, what are you doing to me? Like, what are you, what are you trying to do? Like, oh, but we're multiverse. No, you guys are fucking lazy because you guys don't know how to fucking do a universe. Yeah. So you're like, everything's its own thing. Well, then we can never play together again. How, right. do, you, how do you, how do you do Justice League again without establishing characters? It doesn't make sense. I'm with you. I'm completely with you. But like I said, it, it feels like their way of covering their tracks, right? So if if it doesn't work out and 
you know, maybe uh, Gal doesn't want to come back as Wonder Woman after her third movie, or, you know, Jason Momoa doesn't want to continue to be Aquaman. They're like, all right, no problem. We can throw that whole universe in the garbage, bridge Ezra here, and we've already got a Superman. We've already got a Batman. And it's like, what? Just, you could just do that now. Like, you could just do all that now i don't get it that's that's my issue joelle like i don't want someone to, to hear this and go oh you have a problem with the black i don't you make superman yellow i just need that to be the superman that i'm paying attention to for the next decade because it's all connected but when it's not and you're telling me to put my attention here put my attention there put my attention there i'm telling you i'm not interested in doing any of that I'm i did that did that my whole life. They're all these right. characters never together ever. Right. We're and in a new world now. <laughs> to me, Joel, what's most frustrating about what we do is we have to explain this stuff. And when we don't understand it, it's frustrating yeah. to try to answer questions that we Man. don't have answers to. I can't I can't stand telling people like this movie's connected, but this one's not, and this one is, and this one is not. This one might be, but we have no fucking clue about this one. I can't stand doing that. I can't. I hate that. I hate that. Because to me, people that don't read comic books that aren't invested, that's that how sounds you like them. a mess. Exactly. That's how you get them to say, Well, I'm out of that. I'm checking out. I, who am I supposed to care about then? And it's like I, yeah. I don't even know. Because <laughs> what they're trying to do is like let you like enjoy the movies the way they are. You don't have to watch any other movies, but that's what brings the boys to the fucking yard how about that yeah connectivity is what what, what makes the mcu so great no, you don't have to watch any of the other movies but because they're all connected you feel like you have to you and understand how different it's serialized like a show that you have to go back and watch you don't have to there's a lot of people that watch the movies all fucking out of order or they have no idea what the fuck they're watching but they're watching because they want to be part of the fucking cool kids that know what the fuck they're doing because they, it's this whole thing yeah but now dc's all scattered everywhere you know how hard it is to explain to people that this movie is that this and this is here and that goes there, but then you have the Joker that's its own thing. Don't even worry about that. Oh, yes, I'm with you, and that's why I said it's it's very frustrating because I will say this again: Black Panther gave no, I mean, not one acknowledgement of the Avengers till that very end credit scene. It was its own movie. So I'm like, guys, you can just give me subtle Easter eggs to remind me of, oh yeah, that's right. It's in the same universe. No one's asking for Matt Reeves to have in his Batman movie, Henry Cavill to land and just go, what's up? And then leave. No one's asking for that. All we're asking for is Alfred could be reading a newspaper where he's just like, oh, oh. They're talking about Superman again, uh, Master Bruce. That's it. Boom. And then we move on. That's it. No That's one's asking for you to, to dedicate a whole arc to your movie about Superman or Wonder Woman. You could just give subtle nods. That's it. And people are mm -hmm. acting like we're asking for the world. And it's so frustrating when people keep giving me the BS of they don't want to have to connect everything in every movie. You don't have to. All you have to do is tell us. And we said this, Joel. All you have to do is tell us is, hey, Robert Pattinson's in the DCEU. We can connect the dots for you. Don't even worry about it. We'll explain it to the people that don't understand. But it's when you confuse us that makes it impossible to explain to other people, let alone yeah. age interest. I would love to like like literally sit down with these motherfuckers and have like an interview 
and say, please explain this your, this multiverse thing that you're trying to do. Because like to me, it just seems like you just want to do whatever the fuck you want and just call it multiverse. Yeah, you're throwing, <laughs> That's it. you're throwing things at the wall to see what sticks, and it's yeah, like you do whatever you want. Oh, this is just part of the multiverse. It's all connected. No motherfucker. That's not how it works. <laughs> you know why there was a crisis on Infinite Earth to clean this bullshit up? <laughs> Absolutely, and it's why I was telling everyone Saturday with Marvel. I don't like time travel. I don't like a multiverse. I want this multiverse to die in Doctor Strange too. I don't want there to never be- want to see it again after Dr. I never Strange. want to see it again. I never want to even hear about it. Don't even mention it to me. Like yeah, when you I- talk about Dr. Strange, just call it Dr. Strange 2 to me from now on. I don't need to hear multiverse again. I don't even want to think yeah. about it because I'm living in the nightmare of DC doing nothing but the multiverse. And I'm like, I don't want to hear about it again. I don't, I don't ever yeah. want to hear about that. I don't think it's them being clever. I think it's them being lazy. Yes, I agree. It's not clever. It's not clever. It's not clever you telling me that in one movie there's two Batman, but I'm supposed to sell to people that don't understand that there's also another Batman out there. They're like, three? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? I know. It's fucking ridiculous. Exactly. So it's like, no. I, 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 to me, I would love to meet the person that's like, yo, this is so creative. No, it's lazy. It's their, To me, I feel like it's their way of a fallback plan. Yeah. This was their fallback plan because, like, well, Batman is out. We can't control that. That's its own thing. What are we going to do? Everything is its own thing now. Oh, is that what is that the plan? Oh, good. <laughs> Could you picture that, Joel? Reading comics that it's only single issues. It never connects to anything. It's just yeah, it's, here's, it's one, awesome. here's another. No, one. I mean, there are a lot of comics like that, but no, the whole point of the best comics are ones that. There's major events for this, for that to happen. All these comics linked together to become this one big, and, and of course, there's always that one comic book that's its own thing, of course, or two. But they're comic books. You understand? Some don't, don't cost as much. People are not as invested in some of those stories. They're there. This is movies that take years to make. Years that you can be focused on bringing in new characters. But no, we're having another version of Superman or another version of Batman instead of giving me Hawkman. You know what I mean? Or yep. someone like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why I said it's, it's going to be hard for them to sell a Blue Beetle if it's like, what is what am I connecting this to? Like, what? And, and yeah, I don't what mean... is, people, I, that, that shouldn't be a question, bro. It shouldn't be a question. Like, what, what does this connect to? We shouldn't have to ask that question. Like, could you picture if me and you were sitting here and we're just like, oh, they're making a Miss Marvel show. What does that connect to? Like, could you picture that feeling of like, right. what does this connect to? It's Yeah, like, what is this connect to the MCU? Like, I don't, right. is it? Yeah, yeah, all of it connects. All of it. 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 All all of it. Every ounce of it. Yeah. Every DC, ounce. we have no idea. <laughs> Everything is, it's a multiverse. That's it. Goodness gracious. The multiverse. It's a multiverse. For everyone listening to this, if you want to know how to piss me and Joel off, there you go. <laughs> oh my I've I've been so frustrated this whole week. Cause it's like I don't know what else to say, honestly, at this point. Like I love DC. I love them. So my I, I buy more DC comics than Marvel comics. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it's the truth. But I I don't know what they're doing. Like I don't, I like I want to know what they're doing. I know they're never gonna tell me what they're doing. That's why I'm waiting for like certain moments. Like, all right, hopefully the Flash will explain what the fuck is going on. 
please and please by god explain, and by explain hopefully it's not telling me other Earths it's the multiverse right like don't <laughs> uh, that only confuse me because think about this show think about we already get confused with time travel now you're in <laughs> with telling me it's a multiverse it's like wait wait no 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 <laughs> no so but what i think what i think stresses me the most is joel your love is 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 DC. My love was always Star Wars, right? So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm dealing with the dysfunction of Star Wars not being able to create a functional movie, uh, movie universe, and now I got to deal with DC giving me a dysfunctional movie universe, and I'm just like, I can't. At least they're they're connected, Juan. Star Wars are at least connected. <laughs> Fair. Fair, I will give you that. Fair, everything's connected in Star Wars, whether it's bad or good, it's connected. You know, that, there's no confusion there. There, you know, where everybody lays and they stand, they hear, here and here. DC, we don't know what the fuck is going on. It's multiverse, it's, it's so it's like jazz hands and shit. <laughs> multiverse, but it, it, it is so it's so easy to fix. And like I said, if me and it, it are, is. Like, I don't see why it's so hard. If me and you could walk through those doors and sit down for an hour and a half, we would leave. leave That's all we thought it was going to be, too, for the longest time. Oh, soft reboot. I could take that. Fuck yeah. Let's do that. Joel. And people kept saying, well, it's going to be hard to explain a new Batman. I'm like, not at all. People just watched Jared Leto and then watched an entirely different Joker, and no one freaked out. You got to give people more credit. You just have to. Yeah, like if as long as the movie explains, oh well, the universe is now different. This uh, it's this guy, this guy. Fine, look now we have a shared universe again, like we we wanted. And look, like I, it's just, oh, it's hard to get excited for uh, for a Superman, a new Superman, when I'm not done with the last one. Like it's like it's like we don't know what the fuck is going on with the last one. Are we ever gonna see him again? If not, let us go now, so I could just let move on to the new one. And it's such a flip. We dealt with Ben not wanting to be Batman. We're dealing yeah. with Henry that wants to be Superman. And the studio right. is kind of just like, eh. It's yeah. Like, what? <laughs> so, like, they're going to have to have their own, like, brands. Like, like, all right, so there's the Zack Snyder universe. <laughs> like, And then there's, like, Earth 2 with the Batman. And, and I swear to God, if this new Superman is not at least in the Batman universe, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> like, well, I mean, to me, it's just like you can't keep letting directors come in and say, "Hey, I want to make my own." I want to do what I want to do. Yeah, then why? Like, why, do, why? It's like, well, go create your own superhero then. Like, don't take an IP that is supposed to be together and try to divide it. What? What, what is that? Mm-hmm. What is? Could you picture if um, <laughs> Ryan Coogler was just like, "Hey, Feige." I want to direct Black Panther. He's like, oh, great. I love Fruitville Station. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. One caveat. I don't want it to ever, I don't want him to ever be in an Avengers movie. Yeah, I don't want it to be the movie. Like, what? Wait, what? And look, people out there that are like that. Like that. Like, they like Batman, but they only want Batman by himself. They don't like movie Justice. Like, but that, that's, we've done that. That's all we've done forever. I don't understand that. Every solo Batman has only been by himself at this point. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. I mean, hell, we've only had Batman with a Robin once. And it's like, how did that happen? <laughs> how did that happen? Like, no one wants to give us a full Batman story. Everyone wants to give us the same old. He just started. Here's Joker. That's it. He just started. Here's Joker. That's it. He just started. Here's Joker. That's it. Can we build 
<laughs> Can we build the Batman world for a second before you try to give me the same regurgitated mess again? Um, and that's why JD says he's tired of it. And I'm like, I'll never, I'll never grow Batman fatigue, but I can understand how someone's just like, bro, didn't I see this five years ago? Yeah, I get it. I, 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 I mean, that's my problem with multiverses too, is that if you, unless you're doing something completely different, and don't get me wrong, Black Superman is very different. Right. <laughs> uh, it's pointless because now it's like you're, you're you're delaying your whatever shared universe that you have. You're you're, you're delaying because that could have been that all the time you're spending on this Elseworld movie, you could have used on your regular movie, uh, your regular universe. You know what I mean? And yet we still have no answers for the ones inside. Like you have a Superman in that movie, you don't know what what's going to happen to him. We don't know. We really have no idea what the fuck is going to happen to the Batman in that universe um, until we'll see the Flash movie, right? And then now the Flash movie has a Supergirl in it, and that's a whole other fucking thing. And it's like oh, I don't. Where does she come from? <laughs> like, <and> then, yeah. <laughs> here's the crazy thing: Zach left it open for Kara, and it's like. Well, is is she part of the Man of Steel world or is right. she an Elseworld Supergirl? That's my question. That's what I want to know. I mean, like, I mean, they if if we don't hear that Henry Cavill's in Flashpoint, they could use Car the way that they use Superman in the animated movie. You know, the where it was an alternate world where he never got um, exposed to the to the Yellow Sun. He was like a prisoner. Um, they could use Car like that, but I'm just like. To me, it's just like you're doing, you're just doing too much. Like, why are you walking and you didn't even crawl? Like, I've never seen a baby do that. I've never seen a baby just start it's just, walking. There's just a lot of questions we don't have answers to. And the, exactly. they might have the answers, but they just haven't told us yet. <laughs> well, here's the thing. The answers don't seem um, simple enough. So that's why it's frustrating because it's like, all right, usually when we look at Marvel and we're like, all right, there's questions here. Usually the answers are simple enough. This yeah. seems like it's more complicated. Like your answer will just create more questions. Like No, the answer is only the same thing. Multiverse. It's multiverse. Which, which creates more questions. Like <laughs> if wow. this movie's too confusing or it sucks, that's a multiverse movie. We don't know. That's <laughs> its own world. And never happened. <laughs> never happened. Don't worry about Not it. Not in this world. Not in this earth. <laughs> God, sometimes DC just makes like sometimes. Oh my God, the suits over there are frustrating. <laughs> I swear, I feel like they're they're trying to make us hate their IP, and it's like I can never hate their IP, but I could definitely hate the people at that fucking studio. <laughs> I'm like, goodness gracious! But they've I'll, done it before. They they did the shared universe years before Marvel with those cartoons, and obviously the comics, and like it's just. It's been done. DC's done it. That's that's why I hate when people are like, well, you don't need to do a shared universe like Marvel. And I'm like, Marvel didn't invent that. Comics were a thing before the MCU happened. Like right, right. Batman interacted with Superman in, in the comic books. Like that that right. wasn't that wasn't in 2008 where right. Fury showed up with Iron Man. Like it's existed. And people are acting like it can't be duplicated. Yes, it can. Right. It can this, be universe, this universe can definitely compete with Marvel if done correctly, but Y'all motherfuckers don't know what you're doing. That's it. So, period. You don't, and you give in to fans too easily. Like you can't, you can't start anew when you're holding on to the old. So, very true. 
You know, you giving you. But at this point, that Zack Snyder universe is the only universe that has all the characters I'm looking for. I agree. No, I completely (laughs) agree. Already established. It's tough for people to embrace new when you keep reminding them of old, and the people that love the old want to hold on to that. Um, I told you the first thing Twitter said when they when they greenlit that that Snyder cut was. He's back, and it's like, no, he's not. He's just finishing <laughs> what Basically. he started. He's not back. Yeah, and that sequel to his Justice sequel. I mean, it's gonna be in an, an it's gonna be an Elseworld story. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like I'm never gonna get a Justice movie again. <laughs> and you know what's so crazy, Joe? We said this before, but I believe that the Snyder cult fans are more loyal to Snyder than they are to the characters. Because I'm they like, are. there's no way. You're, uh, you're they know Batman they are too. Fan. There's no way you're a Batman fan and you you support this man, not only giving us a, a 90 year old Batman. I'm exaggerating. He's clearly in his late 40s, early 50s, but an old Batman. And then he was gonna kill him. I'm he's like, gonna kill him in that sequel. He's gonna be with a gun the whole movie. Right. Exactly. And time out, Joel. Time out. He introduces a Batman he planned on killing, and then he obliterates all things connected to Batman. No Robin. We had no Robin. Yes, the Robin killed was apparently Dick Grayson. I'm like, all right, if you're going to sell me on killing Batman, I'm like, all right, at least... I was told to get over it. I'm like, oh, well, I am over it. That's why I'm moving on. (laughs) Right, that's why. (laughs) Give me more accurate Batman. I'm like, this this whole Robin's dead, Batman's going to die. It's like, then why even introduce him? Just tell me he'd already died. <laughs> I don't see the point of starting Batman at 40. Uh, what the fuck? I'm starting him at 50 years old. The especially, movie. You know, especially when you're trying to tell us all his best years are behind him. So it's like, yeah, 20, we missed 20 years of this version of Batman. Why? Like, geez, Louise. It's like 20 goodness. years. And this motherfucker, seriously? Yeah. Oh. No, nah, his vision was definitely not. Not one that true comic book fans should have been a, a, a fan of. Like yeah, questionable story for sure. For sure, for sure. But all right, let's let's move on. Um no, let's stay in DC. Let's 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 go over um Batwoman. Batwoman. It was good. It was a, I'm trying to think. I just saw it this morning. Oh um, start then? Yeah, you start. All right, so pretty much this episode was Ryan um uh, still battling her kryptonite. Right, 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 right. That's um, right. Which to me, I still will not like how that plays out now that I know that uh, they're not having a crossover. Because um, now I'm just That's like, what... who the hell's smart enough to be able to figure that out? <laughs> like Luke, um, yeah. If they if they settle with that, I'll I'll learn to get over it, but I won't like it in the moment. Um, but obviously this, this episode was pretty much just, you know, more Ryan beefing with, with the cops. Um, I do love how, (laughs) how the, the police captain every, every week is just like, wait, what was happening in my household? Yeah. You were doing what? He just had no grasp on anything. The worst cop in the city. That's what we want. I mean, (laughs) the worst. Um, (laughs) But the biggest thing is obviously it looks like um uh god what's her name the uh the crazy chick uh Alice yes Alice um and um what's his name are looking to enact a plan against Sophia right um, uh, name Ocean some shit like that 
Thank you, Ocean. Um, it's it's so weird to be in a DC world and say Ocean and not follow it up with Master. So like I'm trying to I'm trying to hear what his real name is so I can call him that. Um, but we see Oof. that Ryan had uh, was on the outs with her girlfriend, um, right. basically putting her girlfriend's future, um, you know, taking more importance with her girlfriend's future than the present, and you know her girlfriend not really liking that. So we see the fallout of that. Um, <laughs> she was wearing a wire, son. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Whatever the fuck. And this is a very big episode for Luke to kind of, you know, stop questioning Ryan. Like, dude, you're either going to trust me to do this or not. Like, yeah. Rather die than expose the fact that she's poisoned. Like, that's some stubborn ass bitch right there. (laughs) It is, but I do like the reasoning she gave. She's like, why would I tell you this when you already don't want me to be Batwoman? I I would give you another reason for me not, for you not to trust me to be in this suit. Um, I also thought it was really weird that. Luke was like, you got hit by kryptonite and you're alive? Okay, no questions. Like, no. Like, do we want to maybe, I, I don't know, check something? Um, and I love his reasoning. He was just kind of like, I don't know. I kind of figured when you didn't die, you know, it's because it didn't hit a major organ. It was just like, right. okay, Luke. <laughs> um, but um, sure, yeah. sure. This, this overall was a pretty solid episode. Next week looks like it's going to be a really, really, really good one. I can't wait for next week. Um, but yeah, man, I told you, I take this an episode at a time, an episode at a time. And I enjoyed this one. Um, I did like that. Ryan kind of is somewhat starting to make friends with, um, what's her name? The, that, that cop chick. Oh uh, yeah. Her name too. Yeah. But you know, there's starting to be at least a respect there. Cause she could have let her die right then and there. Like we're done. I'm going to keep this map, even though I, <laughs> Let me just say, the more I watch this season of Batwoman, the more I'm just like, I I need Batman. Because I'm just like, there's so much stuff Batwoman is doing in this season. I'm just like, I wish she had a Batman to kind of like model herself after. <laughs> he just In that moment, Batman just would have easily taken out those guys, kept the map, and saved the officer. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, he just would have found a way. And I'm just watching her go, take the map. You know, I, 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 you know, I want her to live more than I need this map. And it's just like, Oh, you are making Batman so like you are not doing him justice at all. Um, but no, like I said, very solid episode. I had no issues with it whatsoever. Um, but like I said, I take an episode by uh, episode at a time. Right. Yeah, I thought it was good. I didn't, I didn't have any issues with it. Probably like the last week's a little more, but this one wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, uh, but I yeah I enjoyed it. Um, nothing really new happened. Uh, but I still, I really do enjoy Ryan Wilder as the new Batwoman. I say that every week, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. Aside from the wig, not a fan of the wig, but aside from that, like, I do enjoy the character and the, the new costume. I dig it. Yeah. No arguments here, man. No arguments here. I really do enjoy uh, what she's doing with her brand new character, essentially. Um, she's really bringing some flavor to it. I, I, I've been enjoying it for sure. Um, all right, now we can head to Star Wars before we get out of here so I can get you to get you to bed, Joel. Um, let's go to the Star Wars world. Uh, there's a rumor coming out that the man, uh, not the Mandalorian, I'm sorry, that the um, 
the show Cara Dune was supposed to be the the lead of yeah. uh, is going to be replaced by uh God, what's her name? I had it this whole episode. Hera. Um now what I was saying confused me about that is Hera is a character I was actually really hoping um, Patty Jenkins was going to use for her movie because she's a, she's an ace pilot. Right. So I'm like, it just was really weird that she would take a lead role as she's a strategist essentially um, in in an ace pilot. So it's kind of just like, I kind of wanted like a fighter to kind of be my main character. Not really, you know, not really someone like, like if you watch rebels, which I know you did, um, she's just not a fighter. She's not really like a fighter. She's a strategist and she's just like an ace pilot. She can fight, um, but that's just not her go-to. So, you know, when I thought we were getting Cara Dune, it's like, a, that makes perfect sense. Like she's like, she's like the ultimate soldier. Um, so it's just really weird that this is the replacement. I wouldn't mind if they're saying Hera was going to be a part of the show, but the replacement character is just really weird to me. Um, but if Dave Filoni is behind this or has something to do with this, I won't question not a second of it um, because that man has earned every ounce of my trust. But if he's not, I just have questions as to why is this character replacing Cara Dunes? Like what, what is, what is the correlation that drew you to her from Cara Dune? Um, but your thoughts, Joel, on the rumor. Uh, I like it. I like Cara more than I like Cara Dune. Um, there's more of a character there. Uh, I know I've probably spent more time with her. Probably that's why. Um, and she's an interesting character. Uh, I just I just like that character more. She has her own ship. Uh, just because she, she's replacing Cardoon doesn't mean she's replacing her her direct role. Uh, she could easily just maybe they switch whatever Kara's original role was. It could be whoever. Because I don't know what who else is in that fucking thing. It doesn't. It's not really like it's about. It was going to be all about Cardoon. She's just a part of a whole. Like Harris gonna be part of a whole. I don't know what the whole looks like yet. I don't know what the other pieces look like yet to get, you know, that frustrated. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's not necessarily that they frustrated me. It's just um I, I think I had it worked up in my mind that Hera would have been better suited for Patty Jenkins movie, like the lead for that. We also um, don't know where that went when that takes place, you know. Yeah, no, it, it, it takes place in the time that Hera would have existed. Um from from what I'm hearing, and it's all about you know it's all about pilots, so it's like, yeah, that's a perfect spot for Hera. Um, so that's why I kind of had my cards on. That's where I was expecting to see her going. Stop using your cards. You know, you gotta learn. You're learning this episode to stop using cards in certain places. Yeah, evidently, evidently. Gotta stop <laughs> shuffling my my deck of cards. But um, yeah, no. I mean, you know, context is just what I want more of, and it, it's a rumor. It's not confirmed, so um, no need to put all all the stress in the world into it because we don't know if it's real. Um, but if it is, I just want context. You know, just the context of um, what the role was going to be compared to what the role is uh, is now, um, and that's it. You know, that's it. Because to me, uh, it's something of the New Republic. Um, do you remember what the name of the show was? Um, off the top of my head, but I can find it. It was something. Let me like... see. Let me see. Um, because to me, Rangers. I... Rangers of the New Republic. Say it again. Rangers of the New Republic. Then yeah, yeah. that's exactly why I thought um, why Cara Dune was was so important for that. She was uh, 
she's she's one of the newest rangers of of, of the new republic um so that's the to be fair i didn't even know she was gonna be in that show oh no i i knew this i knew this a while ago when they um when they were mentioning it um that was the whole significance of her getting her badge in uh the mandalorian um so I, I've always I've always knew uh, known that um, I just didn't know anything else about the show because you know obviously nothing else came out so um, that's what I was waiting for so when she got let go I was just like okay um, they'll just you know either make a new character like they did for Cara Dune or um, you know find someone else in the lore to to, to place there that you know kind of really directly um, replaces her I never saw Hera coming I think that's maybe what caught me so off guard. But I'm happy about it. I'll get another live action rebel. Cool. No, and like I said, I want Hera. <laughs> I really do. I really do hope that Patty Jenkins does use her also, even if she is in this show. Um, I hope that Patty uses her also. I, I would love to see Hera have the main stage of a huge blockbuster movie. Um, that's how much I enjoyed her character in in Rebels. Um, and to me, around the timeline that Patty is in. The only other pilot, Joel, that was better than Hera around this timeline was a Luke Skywalker. Um, so it's just like, you know, not many ace pilots out there better than those two. So it'll be interesting to see who Patty um, decides to, to put in her movie. But um, congrats for, for the character Hera and another win for um, Dave Filoni. For sure. All right, was there anything else pressing we wanted to, to talk about before we get out of here? Pressing? <laughs> I don't see anything that's pressing. Um, do you have nothing else written down? No, I don't have anything written down. I went through the original notes we went through at the beginning. All right, nothing pressing. Like, um, they did cast someone new for the Obi-Wan show, but they didn't say who, so it's not as exciting. I, as soon as I saw her, Joelle, I, I, I know what the comic book said, but my mind went straight to Asajj Ventress. She oh. looked just like... I. My mind went right to it, and I was just like, yes! I would love that. Give me Asajj Ventress. Um, but I actually recently read that comic you and AJ were referring to, mm-hmm. and it is pretty sad. <laughs> Yeah. You know what to do with those cards. Um yes, I do. Throw them in the garbage. Um, but to be fair, apparently a lot of this show uh is gonna be flashbacks for Anakin. So I'm like, mm, it's sure. Um but well, uh, only other not pressing, but uh the interesting note, uh that Sylvester Stallone might be actually doing the voice of King Shark in the Suicide yes. Squad. Movie. Yes. Okay. I'm glad you said that. I would love that. I, I really would. Um, I kind of got the vibe that this King Shark is supposed to be more so like Harley Quinn's King Shark. Me too. Um, because of the, that picture. Right. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, I don't know how Sylvester Stallone's voice would really work for a silly King Shark. But maybe um, that's just a. Maybe maybe that's what we just thought wrong. You know, like they're just throwing us off. Very what very likely could be. Very likely could be. Um yeah, I I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm torn. I, I, we'll have to wait for this first trailer. But we know Samoa Joe is gonna voice King Shark in the game. Yes. Yep. Yep. But that King Shark but yeah, no, I mean you make a great point. And I'm not saying it either way. Um 
I just I need this trailer. I have no idea why we're still waiting on this trailer. Like, it's, yeah, I don't either. Jesus Christ. To me, I, I'm like these studios. The year we had to go through last year, you can't reward us with trailers. Like that's all we're asking for. Just give us trailers. <laughs> that's it. Nothing crazy. Just give us trailers. There was also a casting in um, what was it? In Shazam Two. But they again, it's a character, an actress. We don't. They didn't say what her role is. I'm like, well, it makes What's it hard. An actress? Do you know? Huh? Like, did did you know the actress? She's. She, I know she was the unknown actress from uh, West Side Story. She got cast. She's the main girl from. Oh Maria. yes, Maria. Yes. Rachel okay. Zegler got casted in Shazam: Fear of the Gods as. We don't know. <laughs> we do not know. Apparently, it might be one of the villains. But I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, I'm like, to me, Shazam 2 is one of those movies to where I have no expectations. Like, I'm not, there's nothing that I necessarily need to see. I, there's stuff I would like to see. Yeah. Um, but that's one of the movies that I'm just like, when I get in the theater, I'll sit down and enjoy it. Like, there's no heap of expectations I have on that. Quite like the first one. And, you know, I, I did enjoy the first one. So, True. Um, to me, whatever they want to do with this movie is kind of where I'm at. True, true. Very true. Um, we got our first look at Blackfire and Titan season three. We did. I did check that out. These reveals to me keep pissing me off because they're not attached to a trailer. Uh, so no I'm just like, no, she looks good, but you know, can I get a little bit more about what this season is going to be specifically? Um, let alone an actual trailer. So, you know, I'm waiting for that too. Uh, or an announcement, like, hey, guys, you're getting Titan season three this year. Like, just something, a- anything to nibble on. Um, these photos, to me, are okay. Um, you know, they're, they're releasing photos of certain characters um, that I'm just like, visually, I mean, you know, I did want you to do right by them. But to me, in the history of Titans, Slade, Nightwing, and now Red Hood were the only ones to me that were just like, I got to see if they do this justice and they did. So to me, everyone else's costume kind of just like, you know, make it as close as possible, but you know, I'm not that invested in it. So to me, it's like, these reveals are cool for sure, but I would like a trailer. Word, word, word. But get something from Titans. Just something, man. Just something. Um, I bought it. I bought a green screen, Joel. A word? I did. I will have it up for when we do our show on Wednesday. Um, I, I'm trying to trying to do a virtual background with my wooden paneling. It's just been a headache. So I actually found one for just twelve dollars on Amazon. Not bad. I got mine. Mine's fucking super huge. I have nowhere to put it, so I don't bother using it. <laughs> um I do remember when we used to use it downstairs. I, I do remember your green screen now, now that I'm thinking about it. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was time, and I got a whole podcasting equipment that I'm working on getting. Um, kind of make things just look a little better, you know what I'm saying? I um, do. So yeah, so you'll see my green screen up this uh, this Wednesday when we record. Figure it out. So uh, stay tuned for that. But Joel, this has been a great episode. Um, we broke down as much as we could remember. <laughs> For sure. Uh, it, for anyone that's that that's confused when we say this, we usually record this show late at night, yeah. um, and we both work in the morning, so we try not to go too long. So that's why, if it sounds like we're trying to get out of here, that's usually why. 
Uh, <laughs> but we did a yeah. great job on this episode. Um, we got a lot of geek stuff coming up this week, so um, hopefully we have a jam- crazy. Yeah, hopefully we have a jam-packed episode uh, next Monday. Um, before I go, I want to give two shout-outs. One to Tia. She is making her way through that American Gods cast. Um, the oh, fact that she was... got Ricky Whittle was huge. Hell yeah. Um, and this last episode of American Gods was great. So huge shouts out to Tia. And huge shout out to our artist, Dakota. We officially have our merch store up and running. If you guys want to buy hats, shirts, mugs, stickers, um, people, whatever you want to buy, we have the merch for it up on our website, on um, uh, our website, gvnation.com. So make sure you guys check that out. And huge shouts out to Dakota for designing it all. Uh, Dakota also designed uh, our Much To Do About Nothing logo, our Figure It Out logo, and all the logos you've seen. So make sure you guys follow him on Twitter at DHWorks. Um, and, you know, spread some love to, to Dakota out there. But, um, Joel, this One. is a great episode, man. Yeah. Just, just, just for the DC rant alone. For the DC rant alone. I might even have to name it something for that. No more multiverse. <laughs> like, I'll put it in, like, the Wanda caption from House of M. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, these are always great doing it with you because you understand me. So, like, that rant that we had, I don't think we could have had with anyone else because me and you share that frustration. Yeah, I just want continuity, man. That's all I give a fuck about. We don't ask for much, Joel. (laughs) To understand, that's what makes me so excited about Kevin Feige taking over the X Men. That's why it frustrates me hearing people want Fox characters. Like, fuck your Fox characters. That's gone. That there's no continuity in those movies. Those movies don't give a fuck about continuity. Joel's like, they're gone. They're dead. Bury it. Like, like, love, love. Take the take whatever good memories you had from them and brace them. Hold them forever in your DVD collection somewhere. Right. Uh, That's it. Because that that's that's over. That's where they belong. Here's to the future for for X Men. Please Um, God. But uh, but yeah. So we will see you guys next Monday. Hopefully by then we'll we'll have told you Julius Randall was All Star MVP. Obi Toppin was slam dunk champion. That'd be great. Um, and the Knicks won their last two games before the break. So hopefully we can say all four of those things. <laughs> hopefully. Heading into next week. But um, we will definitely break down every ounce of the series finale. By the way, really quickly, do you know they were arguing with me Saturday when I said there's no way there could be a season two of WandaVision? Well, why not? Why would there be? What what else could you tell in no, the right. story here? I know I'm. I agree. Like if if it is, it's not going to be WandaVision. It's going to be something no, else. Oh right. They're like, well, it could be a Scarlet Witch show. I don't need any of that. What is wrong with you guys in wanting things that shouldn't happen, but not wanting things that should? Like a continuity. Like continuity <laughs> to people. They're like, no, nah, I don't want that. But yeah. an unnecessary show. They're like, I need it in my veins. It's like I need WandaVision wrong? season two following white vision <laughs> right <laughs> oh my goodness Joel. i tell you they test uh, my patience for sure i i, I tell people all the time like like no, uh, it all depends on how it ends like what i don't see it happening just on its merits like one it doesn't make sense for there to be another one division because one division is literally the events that is in the bubble you know 
Right. And the whole purpose of the show was only to bridge a gap. Like it wasn't to introduce something new. It right. was to bridge a gap. Some shows will get sequels and some won't, period. Right. Loki got greenlit for a, a season two. Falcon and Winter Soldier, I'm sure, before a first episode drops. Yeah, and they'll probably have a different name though. It'll probably be called Captain America and something. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. right. So t- that's probably why they're waiting to green light it because the name will change. Miss Marvel will have multiple seasons. Uh, uh, she Hulk will have multiple seasons. Like we'll get it. We'll get it. Yeah. We don't need it for shows that are supposed yeah. to only be a one and done. Right. Right. And well, I wouldn't be surprised if we see one Vision again. I'm. I'm just. I don't know if it'll be. It won't be like that though. Don't. Don't. Don't expect the same show. right 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 to me i just i i I don't think we'll see them in in show format like the show being a sitcom type of right bubble yeah don't expect that shit again wandavision is the name of that fake show (laughs) it's the name of an event that's pretty much it right basically but all right joel we will see these people next week same time same place till then peace peace What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.